1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 202. It is the week before WrestleMania. We are heading into WrestleMania 33. Jeff Hawkins and I will break down WrestleMania 33 and NXT TakeOver Orlando, plus get Jeff's thoughts on what he's looking most forward to as he is heading to Orlando uh, for the week's festivities. Also this week, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet, formerly of TMZ, joins the show to talk about a story he broke earlier this week on Pro Wrestling Sheet about WWE entering into negotiations with Sinclair Broadcast Group to possibly purchase Ring of Honor. So we'll see what's going on with that. If anything, plus friend of the show Sean Ross joins me to talk about NXT TakeOver this weekend. So a couple of perspectives on NXT TakeOver this weekend, the news about WWE and Ring of Honor, and the big one, WrestleMania 33, that is all this week on Shake Them Ropes. Jeff Hawkins and I back in just a moment. Rob McCarran. Hashtag authority. Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag Smackdown 15. Jeff Hawkins. You done digging that hole? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron
2: and Jeff Hawkins.
3: Dance on your grave, dirt so. sheet writer. I would rather entertain and hope that people learned something than educate people and hope they were entertained. Walt Disney. Rob just got back from Orlando, a changed man. I'm en route to Orlando tomorrow night and will return probably a man with change. Am I excited? What am I looking forward to? What do I think will happen? I'm making this all about me, Rob. I'm making this all about me today, Rob. This is a me show today. Also, Rob gets to talk to Sean Rossap and Ryan Satin, two friends of the show, which you will hear later. As always, your host, Rob McCarron and Rob. Hi. You've been domestic. You've been domesticated.
1: I have. Um. Yeah. I went to Orlando a week early. Uh, I was a little surprised when I showed up for the uh, progress show. and No one was there. Um. So uh, apparently, I was a week <laughs> too early.
3: Well, you, well, you got in time just to get in line, right? I, I got mean, in time. It, yeah. It's uh, like PW. It's like PWG. You know, you show up there eight hours early and just wait
1: outside the venue. I got there in time to show up in line. Uh, yeah, and okay. That's kind of it. Uh, but yeah, no, I want to thank everyone for the kind words. Uh, if you follow uh, me on Twitter at shake them ropes, I want to thank you for the uh, kind words as yes, I, uh, am engaged to be married now. I am engaged to be married. That's what the trip to Orlando was about. No graps this time around. I showed up, I scouted, I got everyone ready. Uh, I let, I let people in Orlando know what their town was going to look like in a week. Uh, and then I got out of there. Uh, but first, yes.
3: Rob, I think there's a pressing question everybody wants to know. What's up? Is there a prenup? And if so, who gets me in the divorce?
1: Uh, ironically enough, neither of us. Oh, my you God. actually, you actually just get sent free, uh, in the oh, terms finally. of the divorce.
3: The shackles the chains are off like Curtis Axel.
1: I got I got so many congratulations, so I want to thank everyone out there. Uh, if you saw it on Twitter, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, if you hear it on the show first and end up congratulating me or uh, or cursing me, I don't know. Uh, I want to thank you for that too. Uh, a lot of people were also asking, uh, is the hat going to get eaten before the wedding? And uh, I may just have to put, you know cut up the hat and put it in the wedding cake at this point. Hat
3: shaped cake.
1: That's right. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Is that because that's what
3: every because that's what every bride to be on her wedding day wants is a cake that looks like a hat. They want a hat.
1: They want a hat shaped cake that has to do with my pro wrestling podcast. Yep. That's what they want. (laughs) That's how you get the babes, Jeff. That's how you do it. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, You didn't know? know? I don't know how to get babes. (laughs) Well, y'all better call somebody. All right, we got WrestleMania to talk about. We got NXT TakeOver to talk about. We're going to have a couple of guests on the show, as we uh, have mentioned here. Uh, you are going to Orlando tomorrow, correct?
3: Correct. Right. Tomorrow night.
1: Tomorrow night, yes. Uh, so, hooray, congratulations. Have fun in Orlando. We'll see if you come back engaged to be married. <laughs> not not as likely, no? Think positive, Jeff. Think positive. Got to work fast and in between all the grabs. Yeah, uh, also an announcement about Sunday, WrestleMania Sunday. Uh, the show is going to be like eight hours long. Uh, but afterwards, if you are not wrestled out yet, we are going to do a live call-in post show right after WrestleMania on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel. Go to com slash YouTube or follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes to get the links. Uh, but I will be hosting. We'll see if uh, Jeff can call in. He might be too busy trying to get out of that madhouse. That is oh, the uh, what is it? The Citrus Bowl? It's the Citrus Bowl, right? Yes. Sun Life Park Stadium, something, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the uh, you're getting out of that Citrus Bowl, which uh, currently is known as Camping World Stadium. That's where you're going to be.
3: Let me tell you something. If I get out of there under two and a half hours.
1: It'd be a miracle.
3: Waiting the bus, which happened last year, as yeah. you may recall. Oh, I do. I remember. Oh, yeah. Well, now, will you or any other members of the Voices of Wrestling family be doing coverage? I don't know.
1: See, what you, uh, well, I will be live tweeting because I'll be watching the show. um, And during some parts of the show, I will be watching the Cubs Cardinals game. But I will be watching (laughs) WrestleMania. It's opening day, bro. I mean, it's opening day on that Sunday. It's a very busy day. Uh, So, yes, we will be uh, talking that. I don't know. I have a call out to a couple of people who might join the show. Um, including last year's co-host of the post WrestleMania live call-in show, uh, so we'll see if any of them are available. We'll see what happens. It's a very trying weekend, especially now that you have a hundred different independent groups running shows that weekend. Uh, I mean, there's like 94 shows, and that's not an exaggeration. There's a lot of shows going on. They just week. had
3: a show. They just had a show that went on sale. That is going to happen after WrestleMania.
1: Well, that's the thing too. That's not different. Last year there was a show that happened after WrestleMania at that midnight too. Um, Yeah, there was. I, I, there were, I I believe the killer elite squad were one of the bigger names that were on that show. Uh, But yeah, that has happened before. Now there wasn't one originally planned this year for the after midnight slot. And then yes, uh, one just popped up. They're only selling 200 tickets. I mean, it's going to be a very, it's going to be the people that went to Orlando for the indie shows, but didn't go to the WrestleMania event itself. Yeah. And if you're only trying to sell 200 tickets, you're probably going to get that. That's not bad. And it's one extra booking where people were going to be there anyway, may not need the high booking fee. So, hey, it might be a little, a nice little fun show uh, to cap off your Sunday because, you know, the people who were going to that probably didn't go to the WrestleMania event itself. So they are not super tired. They just watched a TV show all day and are ready to go see some live, uh, live wrestling but, yeah, that, it, it's a very crazy weekend. Uh, you are going to the WrestleMania show itself, right? I am. Yeah, okay. I just want to make that clear because not everyone does. Me, me everyone and does. friend of the show, uh, Damian Gonzalez, the yeah, Dames. Yeah, the Dames is going. Cool. Well, that'll be a, that'll be a fun time. I think it's going to be a better experience overall than Dallas.
3: Um. Yeah, the, the thing about Dallas, it's a smaller stadium, thankfully, which I think will help. Everything is. Everything
1: in this country is a smaller stadium.
3: Than, than Jerry World. Yeah, yeah. but... It felt so, it felt very, um, like a giant mall that you'd go to and it felt very kind of stale in that way. And I don't think the booking's going to be as, for lack of a better term, cynically pandering as, as they did for this big hundred thousand person show. I think there'll probably be a few twists and turns here along the way, hopefully.
1: Yeah. I would, I would say a few twists and turns. Uh, But that is the uh, coming week. Uh, Very, very busy week. We are, this is the uh, Shake Them Ropes episode for this week, obviously, STR202. I want to thank everyone for listening. At Shake Them Ropes, follow us on Twitter. Follow Jeff at Game 13 You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. I want to thank everyone over the last couple of weeks who has done a rating and review of our show on iTunes. Even if you don't listen via iTunes, uh, we definitely appreciate it. There have been uh, quite a few uh, reviews that have popped in. If you have not gotten your review in right now, go to bit.ly stritunes str That's bit.ly slash str itunes and leave a rating and review of us. Uh, it'd be very nice. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Leave that star rating. Five stars would be fun and appreciative. Uh, but we have gotten quite a uh, few. We got some reviews from that wrestling fan, nerd reality. It's burlo, uh, a combination of numbers, a combination of letters. Why do I need a nickname? Dummy uh, sent a good, nice review for us. <laughs> Head cheese, Adam bomb. Let's go Rangers. Uh, let us know in his review that his reviews were not going through. Uh, so that was a good review for us. Madman Hobbit, Robin Jeff are great. Brian B two thousand ninety nine and Julianne N. So I want to thank everyone for their review. Oh, and and Ryan Glassbell uh, as well. So thank you all for your reviews. Keep them coming. Uh, let people know on iTunes what you think about the show, and let's see if we can get some more people onto the shake them ropes train that is moving ever faster here as we continue. Uh, and we'll have some news on the show coming up on Sunday because we are doing that live post show on Sunday. Go to Voices of Wrestling slash YouTube. Catch us live after WrestleMania. Call in. We're going to take live calls on that show. Uh, your, your thoughts on WrestleMania 33, your thoughts on the raw the night afterwards or anything from the weekend, especially if you go to any of the shows, call in on Sunday night. If you had gone to any of the shows, let us know what you liked, what you saw. Uh, so that is coming up this week <laughs> on shake them ropes. What are you, hold on, what I'm, are you laughing uh, at?
3: Well, I'm just laughing because I was like, we'll have some news on the show on Sunday. I'm like, I'm not on the show on Sunday. When am I going to be told this news? Hold on.
1: Hello everybody. This is your new combination on shake them ropes and <laughs> it's me it's- by itself. Yes. Uh, no more Jeff Hawkins. I sent him to Orlando never to return. Uh, no, you will return. Obviously you will return the week after, and we will talk all the good things, all the crazy surprises from that Monday after raw. Uh, and then maybe even SmackDown, uh, maybe even SmackDown. You're still, you're still fighting for that revival debut on SmackDown, aren't
3: you? I'm a little bit more optimistic that they will. I don't, necessarily think they have to, but I think there'll be at least one or two surprises on the SmackDown show. I, I hope so. I hope they don't just put it all raw heavy and then SmackDown's kind of a, yeah, here we are.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to get right into it. I want to talk about the uh, the biggest it. show of the weekend. I don't want to necessarily go in order. We'll talk about NXT coming up. I want to talk about WrestleMania, Jeff. I want to talk about mm-hmm. the big WrestleMania show. Now we are recording this episode before Monday Night Raw, the go home Monday Night Raw It seems like pretty much every match is set. We may find out on uh, this Raw, and by the time this is released, you'll know what the actual kickoff show matches are. They may actually announce which ones will be on the kickoff show. Uh, But going through this, we're going to go through the matches, and if something gets added, then if it's being added six days before the WrestleMania show, it's probably not the most important match. Hopefully they add some good ones. I don't know. Uh, But we we will see. They need some entrance for this Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We'll start with this one. The 2017 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was announced by Mojo Rawley on SmackDown of all people, Uh, basically just saying that he was going to be in it. And we only have four entrants right now, one from Raw, the big show, three from SmackDown, Mojo Rawley, Apollo Crews, and Curt Hawkins, go figure. Uh, This is the match that I still believe is going to be a SmackDown tag team participant heavy match, like all the guys who are in the SmackDown tag team division that aren't doing a tag team match. Uh, Your Dolph Ziggler's here and there. Um what do you think so far about this one? And is it, is it going to be the coming out party for Braun Strowman? Like we all think, or could we see a surprise? Maybe, maybe an Elias Sampson. And and that's not that far fetched considering Baron Corbin came from NXT out of nowhere to win it last year.
3: I am wondering if Braun doesn't get added to the undertaker Roman match.
1: I don't really. Oh man. I
3: I don't think he does. If he's in this, Battle Royal, he is eliminating a lot of people and he oh, is going yeah. strong,
1: going strong. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance he's going to be involved in the undertaker match. I think he was used as a, a conduit basically to get to Roman Reigns versus the undertaker, but he's not going to be I, involved in it.
3: I think it would be hilarious if Hideo Itami was in this and he eliminated the big show.
1: Go for it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was big show that and, had,
1: that eliminated Hideo a couple of years ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. There you go. There's and a little I, callback from the pre-show. No one remembers.
3: And, uh, yeah, and I, and I think there's a chance Shaquille O'Neal may return on this thing. There you thing, go. Man. Yeah,
1: people on Twitter talking about betting Shaquille O'Neal. Make it happen. He If they don't trust him to do an actual match, it's still going to be quite the sight to have him come into this battle royal and, now, and throw some people out.
3: Yeah, now if Braun's not in it. Yeah. Then it gets interesting. Then it's like, okay... Because usually this is when they crown a guy that they see something in.
1: I oh, is it? Is it usually? I mean, Cesaro yeah. and Baron Corbin, sir.
3: Well, Corbin, they did. Okay. Corbin, they they thought. I mean, Cesaro, they basically made him carry around the trophy for two weeks. And then they, I mean, made him a Paul Heyman one guy.
1: No, one was, week. Well, I mean, one did, Jack Swagger yeah. broke the trophy the next night? And then, yeah, then he was a Paul Heyman guy and didn't go anywhere. Uh, Baron Planting. Corbin, absolutely. Baron yeah. Corbin is a guy that uh, I fear, or not fear, but feel will be one of the faces of SmackDown this year, no matter what they do with the draft. Um, So yeah, that was a good one for sure. Uh, I I think it's interesting whether Braun is in it or not. I I don't necessarily know if he's going to be the big winner, even if Shaq is not in the match. Um, But yeah, I I like the possibilities. Like, say you took Braun out and say you took Shaq out like this thing is wide open and who would they give the ball to
3: possibly an NXT surprise or possibly, you know, they they could just, I mean a guy that needs refreshing on the roster or I mean that that's that's the weird thing is is there are so many guys who are also rants who can be in this who they may say hey we'll use this as a for lack of a better term a half-assed attempt to put a fire under him you know on that mid-card, a Dolph Ziggler a a you know an Apollo Crews type
1: it would be it would be something to do uh, Apollo Crews I mean he was one of the first uh, persons in this match, Mojo, Raleigh, uh, Mojo, Raleigh, any chance that they are making him, uh, you know, the first you, entrant in this match and he, they you know go know, out with him.
3: If Gronk is there and he gets heavy camera time, I could see them giving it to Mojo. Yeah. I really could. You get your that's Gronk why, involvement. Well, they, they put him on that SmackDown, which was up in the Northeast. And then when Mojo wasn't on, I think Gronk left. So. <laughs>
1: That, that would be a, that would be an okay possibility. There are people on Twitter that I see all the time that just think Mojo Raleigh is like the closest thing you're going to get to Cena anytime soon. Like he's the next big deal and he can get the people behind him and he could be the guy with the body type that they go and push everything behind him. Uh, I don't see it. Do you, do you see any potential in Mojo Raleigh being the next big thing?
3: I could see them thinking that in terms of energy and being a positive character for the kids and things of that nature. I could see that, but I don't see it now. Yeah, because, because I I mean,
1: that's what Roman Reigns is. I, I can see that Roman Reigns has potential, and they obviously see that in Roman Reigns. D- but.
3: Different kind of potential. Different kind. They see they see Roman as an alpha male badass. I could see them looking at Mojo being a positive role model, high energy for the kids okay. type of thing. High kind energy that, for that, the that kids. That kind of thing. Well, you know, you know, he wears the, he wears the bright colors yeah. He and put on tassels. He could be an ultimate warrior clone without the bad politics, you know, things like that.
1: Okay. There you go. Ultimate warrior clone without the politics. That is what Mojo <laughs> rally Mojo Raleigh is going to be. Uh, that is no, your,
3: like said, he has, he has potential.
1: Okay. That's potential. All. So, uh, we, I'm going to put it out on the limb here. Uh, the 2017 Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal winner is. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. I will say Braun Strowman too. I, th- I think if you have Shaq in there, you don't give him the victory because I don't no. think that does anything for you. Um, Maybe have Braun Strowman eliminate him. That's going to get you on sports center and that's going to be the, the catalyst for a, uh, a repush if you will. I mean, I don't really consider the Braun Strowman push to be stopped, even though he's lost mm-hmm. a couple of matches here. Uh, you know, he's still a big deal and one loss to a Roman Reigns isn't going to be a killer for you uh, right now. So yeah, a lot of potential there. The, the tag team title match that is currently set the raw tag team titles, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson go in as the champions against Enzo and big Cass and Cesaro and Sheamus in a uh, triple threat tag team match. I feel like this is going to be a lot better than if it was just a one-on-one tag between either of these three teams. Uh, so I, I like that it's a triple threat. I think you could put Cesaro in there, you know, kind of clearing house from all these guys. It, it definitely allows Luke Gallows to do a little bit more of what makes him Uh, Fun to watch in the ring is just going out there and overpowering everybody. So I I like it that it's a triple threat match. Uh, I don't really know who comes out of this winning because I I don't think you ever put the tag team titles on Enzo and Big Cass. I don't know if you can ever trust them to be in matches on a regular basis, but I don't know. What do you say?
3: Well, I have a theory about the entire show, so I'm going to say that
1: that it will happen.
3: well, no, no. I, well yes, but, okay. but in terms of in terms of winners and losers. Okay. So I think Gallows and Anderson probably retain.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I because, can see that as the most likely here,
2: result too.
3: Because here here's my thinking, and, and I'll spoil a few other things here. I'm thinking all three SmackDown titles change or three of the four change hands.
1: Three of the four SmackDown titles change hands.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you even I think, think
1: the SmackDown tag team titles will be, I obviously, you know, we this show is being released before SmackDown. So we don't know what's going to go on with the Usos and American alpha. I can see that match being added, honestly, American alphas versus Usos. But mm-hmm. I, it, right now we don't even have a SmackDown tag team title match at WrestleMania. Is that going to be no, one of the titles that change hands? I mean, what? what? Yes. Okay. That, that
3: was my plan. That That's what it was. And, I, you know, my check. They could always add the Usos. I mean, the Usos were calling out the Gallows and Anderson on Talking Smack. I don't think anything will come of that. But they could make this, you know, like a tag team scramble type thing where whoever pins whatever champion wins those belts. Uh-huh. And then you put both those teams in with the other three. And then it just becomes like a madhouse type thing. I could see them just throwing like all sorts of guys out there just to do it. But I, I think I think they do add American Alpha and the Usos in, and I do think American Alpha eventually wins.
1: Okay. So American Alpha defeats Usos in a match that we don't even know if it's happening. Luke Gals right. and Carl Anderson winning a match. And Ryan Sutton on Twitter. Uh, talked about, like, someone asked him, what do you think is going to be the opener on the main card of WrestleMania? And he picked this Luke Gallows-Carl Anderson tag team title defense. Do you think this has a possibility to be on the main card?
3: It has a possibility. I don't think it has a high possibility. Yeah, is it
1: likely, I should ask. Because this seems to have all the makings of being one of those kickoff show matches.
3: Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be.
1: Okay. All right, I, I would say uh, I'll, I'll go out on the limb and say this goes on the pre-show. I don't even know if that's being out on a limb, really. Uh, but an opener on the re- main card of WrestleMania, that wouldn't be too bad. Um, before we get into the next match, are you surprised that we don't have any type of ladder match on the show? No Money in the Bank, no no Intercontinental ladder match, no Cruiserweight ladder match, no, uh, no fun, crazy, spot-fest match outside of what AJ and Shane McMahon is likely to be?
3: A little. I I am. I mean, they usually I mean, but maybe they're getting smart Yeah, because those ladder matches ended up
1: killing guys. We don't have a tables match. We don't have a a hell in a cell. We don't have any type of cage match. Like right now, uh, you expect AJ and Shane to be kind of crazy just because it's Shane McMahon. But we don't have any type of gimmick match on the show outside of like an elimination match that's coming up. But, uh, no, I mean, we have the whole harmless match. We have the whole non-sanctioned deal with Triple H and Seth Rollins, but how crazy is that going to get? Uh, we, it's, it's kind of a straightforward WrestleMania of just match after match after match.
3: Well, I think, I think there's probably a method to the madness. I think Shane, the Shane match will probably end up being a street fight of some kind. And I think the non-sanctioned match will bring the plunder too. Okay.
1: Okay. So... All right, well, uh, yeah, I, I think you're most likely to see that in the Shane and AJ, and that's that's not going out on a limb for sure. I think everyone probably agrees with that one. Uh, we have, uh, so we're two matches in. We, we're three matches in, in a way, if they do the American Alpha match. Neville and Austin Aries. Neville is the cruiserweight champion. Austin Aries won a match on 205 Live to get the title shot. Austin Aries is getting the crowd behind him. Neville's, Neville's done really well as a heel so far. I must say that if I'm going to be the most surprised on anything on this match. I am shocked that Austin Aries has a singles match on a WrestleMania. I never saw that coming. Oh, near did I not, not at
3: all. Not, especially when he debuted in NXT. I never thought he'd be brought up this quick to a two Oh five. And I never thought he'd be in what I think will probably be the opener. I think we'll I would, I would not start
1: I would not start a WrestleMania WrestleMania main card with Neville and Austin Aries. I just wouldn't. Um I you could do Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, you can do Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, even the raw tag team title match, even the Battle Royal if you really wanted to. I would be stunned if Neville Austin Aries main events or uh excuse I me, agree. opens the show. I, I this may be a kickoff match. I how many matches on here could be the kickoff show matches? WWE's right. done this weird thing where they have this big, huge two hour kickoff show. You're at least getting two matches. You may get three. I could see American Alpha and the Usos being added to that pre-show match. But Neville and Austin Aries, if you're going to put a title match on there, the cruiserweight title match. I mean, WWE Network exclusive brand, right? So I, I could see that one being on the pre-show.
3: I'm I'm looking at it as they kind of look at it, and I'm thinking they the opener is always for the hardcores for the most part. You know, you have the the, the you had the intercontinental Champ, intercontinental title match last year, which was for the. <laughs> Cynically, for the internet crowd, supposedly. Um, so I think it's probably gonna be either that or the or the Ambrose um, Corbin
1: match. I think one of those two opens. That intercontinental ladder match last year. Rule. Yeah. It was so yeah. good. It was so good, yeah, and the was finish, very was, good. finish was uh, outstanding. All right. So Neville Austinarius, who wins it? Does Neville get dethroned? as the king of the cruiserweights already? Can I can I parse my answer? You may give me one name. And that is it. And you may give no details around that pick, sir. I was
3: gonna, I I was gonna say if it opens Austin Aries, but if it doesn't, I mean, I could see them. I, I, God, I think they may reward Neville here. I I don't know. It's this is a toss up to me because it feels like it should be timed. If they want to make a real star in 205 to crown Austin Aries, it's time to crown him. I think it's going to be Austin Aries. I think he wins.
1: The correct answer is Neville. Neville is the winner.
3: I think you're right because I have too many title changes already on this.
1: Every championship <laughs> is going to change hands. Every single one. Let's do it. Maybe that's why we have no ladder match. Maybe that's why we have no crazy matches because every match is going to result in a new champion. It is going to be the new, new era of WWE from this WrestleMania. <laughs> that is what I am predicting. No need to even go into the other matches because every match is a title match. Except for this Undertaker Roman Reigns match. You for the Shane AJ match. John Cena, Nikki Bella is for the title of Mrs. John Cena. Really? Uh, what a weird show. What a weird show we got. We continue here. Uh, speaking of title matches, the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship is uh, up for grabs in a free-for-all. It is open to any available woman, any available woman superstar on the roster of SmackDown or beyond most likely. Right now, we got Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Mickie James, Carmella. Uh, there will be more. There will be more. It was uh, it was announced today, or broken today, that WWE either is or has already recorded a table for three with Eve Torres, Kelly Kelly, and Maurice. So Kelly Kelly and Eve Torres are making their returns. Kelly Kelly is going to be in this match.
3: And they also were doing some motion capture, I think, for the video game next year. So I agree. There's going to be some last-second signings. I think Tamina is going to show up here. I think there's a 5% chance Oscar shows up here as well,
1: but I think Naomi, maybe not, maybe not to stay on the main roster just to be in this match, right?
3: Just to be in this match. But I think Naomi, but I think Naomi wins it and wins the title in her hometown. Yeah.
1: Naomi coming back, I think it's a definite, it it seemed really strange that they took the title off of her, um, because it wasn't going to be that long of an injury, but it makes, it kind of makes sense. Now you wanted to have the, uh, the title on TV. It gets you to this match at WrestleMania You can have Naomi come back and yeah, it would be a pretty cool win. So Naomi coming back, I think you're right. I I would go with Naomi as the winner of this match too. If I, if I had to pick someone else, I say Alexa Bliss goes through everyone and actually retains, but I don't think that's as likely as Naomi coming back and getting the win here. Who else do you expect to see? I mean, I, I expect to see Kelly Kelly, uh, Tamina could come back in this one. I don't expect to see Eva Marie. I don't really expect to see, uh, like a... What was what was Caitlyn? Caitlyn was her name, right?
0: Celeste mm-hmm.
1: Bone. Caitlyn. I don't expect to see her. Maybe, maybe you get a Victoria. Maybe, but maybe even bigger. You have Beth Phoenix going into the Hall of Fame on Friday night. Could Beth Phoenix come out for one last yes. little match?
3: Yes, she won't win, but she could come out and be part of it. Um, you know, you could have Emma come out here, which would be ridiculous, but I it am would a, be there. Emma coming out. Would I it really be, did my southern. Did my Southern come out there? I am. I'm
1: sorry. Emma came out a little bit. Emma, am. I don't, uh, I, don't I don't know if, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Emma. I mean, you got Emma at the performance center right now with Summer Rae, uh, you know, trying to recuperate from her injury, coming back and you know, talk Summer Rae and Emma might be some type of team, but then you got these Emma vignettes showing up on raw. So yeah, no, we don't really know what's certain with, with her right now. Uh, Beth Phoenix, let's see Beth Phoenix. Maria um,
3: Kanellis could come out.
1: Yeah, Beth Phoenix, uh, I, I was trying to see if she has, like, just recently had a baby or anything, because I know there were, yeah, it looks like Beth Phoenix, uh, yeah. they had their second child last year, so it's been a little bit of time. She might be able to have uh, one more match here, especially when it's just, like, a little free-for-all type deal. Could be a quick yeah, If it's, thing. Yeah,
3: if, if it's, like, a scrum type thing, yeah. she doesn't have to do that much.
1: She just has to be there. Should they have brought back the championship scramble for this match? No. Will they ever? cuz it's yes. been like 10 years now at this point. It's been a long time since the championship scramble. What was that? 2007?
3: They know. might for this.
1: They might. There's a chance that they do for this. They should bring back the championship scramble at some pay-per-view. Just like you have Daniel Bryan, remember like, "Uh, hey, there was this wacky gimmick that my friend Bryan won once." Uh It's an
3: el- it's an elimination scramble. There you
1: go. There you go. Uh so yeah, Naomi winning this one. We have the uh, Intercontinental Championship, the Championship of the Americas. Dean Ambrose defending against Baron Corbin. This is the first step in the rise of Baron Corbin. You know what is a match that I completely forgot about last year? Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Dean Dean Ambrose was Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania opponent. It just seems weird because Brock Lesnar doesn't usually have matches with guys who are actually WWE wrestlers. It's always Triple H or The Undertaker or now this year Goldberg. But yeah, he he had that little run with CM Punk and he has this little run with uh, Dean Ambrose. It just seems weird. And that's why I don't even remember it at all. And now Dean Ambrose is going in there with Baron Corbin. I hope Baron Corbin squashes Dean Ambrose just as bad. I think Baron Corbin wins this one and wins the Intercontinental title. Agreed. This is one of your three of four title changes, huh?
3: I think all four now. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, well, yeah, you have to because we already got, I, I know, I know you don't think Bray Wyatt's winning. No. Yeah, so it's got to be all of them. So yeah, Baron Corbin wins. I think this one goes a pretty good amount of time. I don't think it's going to be one of those matches that's only five minutes long. I think they give Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose 12 minutes. I think it goes all over the place. Um, but Baron Corbin is my pick to win. That is a pick coming from the heart, sir. Maybe not so much the brain, mostly the heart. I want Baron Corbin to win two years in a row. Shocking victories for Baron Corbin. And he starts his own WrestleMania streak. In 20 years, I want Baron Corbin to be going for 21 and 0.
3: If they add a ladder to this match, I won't be surprised.
1: If they add a ladder and maybe six other dudes.
3: No, no other dudes. Just, just the one-on-one
1: ladder match. Dean Ambrose doing a ladder match. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Dean Ambrose going out there. Um, we have a mixed tag team match on the show. One of the most anticipated matches in WrestleMania history, and I don't say that lightly, maybe not WrestleMania history, but certainly this year's WrestleMania, John Cena, and Nikki Bella teaming up against the Miz and Maurice. super hyped to see Maurice back in the ring there. Uh, the Miz and John Cena usually work pretty well together. John oh, Nicky Billy.
3: I want, I want poor Qua to play. Oh that God. That song is awesome. I, I love
1: know it. No, I miss that song, but it's, I don't oh. think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't it's going to happen. You're going to have Miz coming out to his music. You're going to have John Cena coming out to his music. And, and the two, and Nikki Bella and Maurice just coming out with them. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have each music play. That would be super cool. Uh, Maurice has talked about how she's nervous for this match. It's been a while since she's in the ring. She's not going to have to go out there. It's kind of like a Maria Menouno situation. You go out there, do a couple of moves. Lana last year, you know, mm-hmm. just go out there, be part of the fray, and and just do what you do. And I think this match goes maybe eight minutes or so. I don't think it's going to be like a super long special, nor does it have to be. But all all signs point to John Cena and Nikki Bella winning this one. Nikki Bella, maybe her last match in WWE. But the bigger question, Jeff, is that going to happen? And if it does, is the proposal happening afterwards?
3: Yes and yes. I think the template was set for both the other mixed tags leading up to this. I think they get the simultaneous tap out with STFs. And,
1: uh, and so, then Cena proposes. So what you're saying is John Cena stealing my gimmick mm-hmm. proposing in Orlando. What a thief. Yeah. John Cena can't have an original idea in his head.
3: Well, he did you have John. an audience? I mean, did did you have like a crowd and you say, Hey, everybody watch this or was it a one-on-one thing? I had a crowd.
1: Oh, oh I did, cr- you? I, I, I did you? Did I don't, I don't do anything without people watching.
3: Yeah. What song did you have the sinister minister play? Cause I know he was doing karaoke <laughs> at your hotel. <laughs> I
1: w- we were in Orlando and at the hotel pool. Father James Mitchell was the uh, karaoke DJ. Uh, so he was there on Friday and Saturday night. He was DJing. He was getting the people pumped. Uh, Saturday was kind of a bummer because the pool was closed most of the day due to an accident. So he had to get the people pumping and, you know, back energized. And he did it pretty well. The Sinister Minister. Yeah. Father James. James Vandenberg, if you will. Whenever I Google James Mitchell, I always Google James Vandenberg. And then I have to Google James Vandenberg Wrestling. Because some singer comes up.
3: Well, I believe also James Vandenberg was the name of the devil in a certain movie. So I, th- I think I think was maybe it? witches of e- Witch- witches of Eastwick, or am I thinking of his name in another federation that was that? But he matched it. So
1: I don't know because when I Google James Vandenberg, the first entrant is uh, some thirty, no, twenty seven year old. It looks like former American football quarterback James Vandenberg. Uh, yeah, it's all about this Iowa quarterback. And it might've been ge- his
3: name in, it might've been his name in SM in smoky mountain that I'm, I'm mixing up Maybe. also.
1: So, but then James Mitchell manager comes up and yeah, James Mitchell, uh, cut all the hair off, cut all the hair off. So he was Daryl Van Horn. He was father, James Mitchell, James Vandenberg, Jim Mitchell, sinister minister. Uh, so yeah, he was, he was DJing. He was rocking the party at the pool in Orlando. Yeah, so
3: that's it. Jack, Jack Nicholson played Daryl Van Horn in the witches of Eastwick. That's what it was. He was the, cause Mitchell always names himself after the devil in some way.
1: So yeah. Father James mm-hmm. Mitchell. So that was pretty cool. He showed up, there was no hair, but he looked familiar. And then it's like, hi guys, I'm Jim, your DJ. And I'm like, Oh my God. So, uh, that was a fun time. Posted a picture on uh, Twitter. You can follow it at shake them ropes. Uh, so yeah, how did we get on that tangent? Oh yes, John Cena, Nikki Bella. Obviously, <laughs> those are the two names you think of when you think of James Vandenberg from WCW. I the first Nitro I ever went to uh, was when Mortis and Wrath were like either feuding or they were joining up together, and they were going against DDP. Like I saw DDP wrestle James uh, or uh, wrestle Mortis and Wrath on like the same Nitro, and James mm. Vandenberg was there introducing Mortis. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Mortis. But yeah, James Vanderbilt was there. That was fun. Uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella, I think are winning this match. I don't know if the proposal comes, but Hey, they've been hitting it long enough. So it probably, it possibly could,
3: it doesn't matter if it's a real proposal. It'll be a work. I mean, if it's a work they'll they'll do it just for the moment I John so Cena I think is going to
1: work the proposal.
3: Well, I think the WWE may work the proposal. It may not be a real proposal per se, but I think they may do it just for the sake of the camera.
1: Does John Cena get married on WWE TV? Total Bellas. Season. The next season is the planning. Oh, geez. I, I don't know anything that's going on with total Bella. So I'm out of the loop. Speaking of being out of the loop, we, uh, we completely like so hardcore messed up our NXT talk last week. How so? Uh, we were talking about, Oh, what is sanity going to do at, uh, at NXT takeover. And then of course on it's last week. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it may not be, I mean, you had Ruby riot debut on NXT TV. Oh. So I forgot that was happening. Because like I said, I didn't I didn't follow all the spoilers for the couple of weeks before NXT Takeover. I knew Ruby Riot was showing up because she's been showing up all over the WWE Twitter and they've been talking about how she's there. But yeah, you got Ruby Riot showing up so we may get an eight man on that NXT TakeOver uh, that we'll talk about a little bit a little bit from now. Uh, but yeah, it just felt like I there were so many things that I knew that I just completely forgot on NXT TV. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe that's NXT TV. It's just been, it hasn't been as, as intriguing as it used to be. Cause we were spoiled. We were spoiled for a Br- while.
3: Bring it back to the mania preview. Now
1: mania preview. Speaking of <laughs> NXT, speaking of NXT, former NXT champion, Kevin Owens goes up for the U S title against Chris Jericho. Uh, so you have an American born U S champion going up a Canadian born former world champion, and Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, by the way, main evented the uh, the Montreal, I believe it was, uh, house mm-hmm. show the other night, uh, somewhere in Quebec. They were they were headlining a house show in a no holds barred, some type of DQ match where there were ladders and there were tables all over the place. Like it was it was an old school Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn battle headlining house shows. Uh, this Kevin Owens guy, he has potential, mm. but is he going to become? the U S champion. Cause in a way Chris Jericho was defending this title, but at the same time he's going up against revenge. Like he's trying to get revenge against Kevin Owens. So it's really not about the U S title. It, this is a grudge match. If you will. Um, I would like them to, I would like them uh, to kind of bring back Kevin Owens wanting to fight for titles. Like I know it's a title match, but if, if they talk about on this go home raw, Kevin Owens fighting for the title more so than actually caring about what Chris Jericho and his friendship meant to him like that'll be a good thing for me. I want I want Chris Jericho to go for revenge, but Kevin Owens still to be focused on a title win.
3: You might recall last year when we were making WrestleMania predictions, like Babe Ruth, I called my shot that Chris Jericho would go over AJ Styles, and everybody called me a fool.
1: Well, <laughs> Chris yeah, Jericho always seems to win these matches for some reason. Oddly enough, think- oddly enough when he when he faces Fandango, he doesn't yeah. yeah. Well, of well, all the that, people it, to beat Chris Jericho, it was Fondango Well, Sandpunk. you know, th-
3: this this is his uh, this is his reward for putting over Fondango, even though yeah. it didn't work. No, I I think Jericho somehow goes back to his heel characteristics in terms of needing to fight fire with fire, and pulls out a win over Kevin Owens here.
1: Okay. Pulls out a win against Kevin Owens, retains the U.S. title. It would be a babyface victory, I guess. Yes. as uh, you will because Chris Jericho is the babyface going into this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, if only for the reason of, I think there's so many title changes happening on this show, then yeah, I'll go with Chris Jericho too. Um, I think it'll be good. I always get disappointed by Chris Jericho matches. I don't think he's as good in the ring as his reputation precedes him. I think CM Punk was kind of the same way. Like mm-hmm. super cool characters at times. I love the returns of Chris Jericho. I love what he does in the ring, but he's definitely a guy to me that is more valuable outside of the ring and doing promos and being a character than he is actually inside the ring. Like he's good. I mean, he's serviceable. He's not going to ruin anything except for Ray Mysterio matches, but I, he's not, he's not an all time great as a, as a oh, wow. pro wrestler. And that's not a bad thing. It's right? just, I think people overrate certain guys in the ring. And Chris Jericho is one of them. He well, I mean, the AJ Styles match last year was awful.
3: Yeah. And right now for me, Chris Jericho is in that kind of, when they always bring back Rob Van Dam for the run where you know, he'll do his two or three moves and it'll look great, you know, the first time. And then as he gets more tired, as, as he works the road again, you know, there's not as much oomph on the jumps. There's not as much, you know, I, I I agree, but I, but early Chris Jericho, I, I don't overrate that at all. I don't think, I think he was possibly one of the best workers ever. How the hell is Rob Van
1: Dam not showed up in this, run since the draft battle Royal. I mean, how on earth has Robert Van Dam the third not shown up? That is crazy to me. Anyway. Yeah, we have, uh, we have Chris Jericho winning and retaining his U S title. Uh, we move along to a, what is now a fatal four-way elimination match. It is no longer just a fatal four-way. It is an elimination match for the raw women's championship. Nia Jax was added last week. It's Bailey defending against Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, we don't have the pay-per-view streak from Charlotte to have to worry about. We don't have that anymore. Uh, Nia Jax being added, especially now that it's an elimination match, maybe Nia Jax just takes takes one of the women out. Um, maybe even Bailey. Maybe Nia is the last one eliminated, and it ends up being a triple threat like it was always intended. Um, I don't see. A, I don't see how Bailey can survive as the champion. I don't necessarily think Charlotte's the one who wins it. Sasha Banks could win it, and we see Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Bailey continue. Uh, this story, or just Bailey and Sasha Banks continuing on, uh, but I don't, I don't really see a way for Bailey to win and retain on this show, ex- unless they just really want the feel good moment for this division.
3: I'll be the jerk to say this should have been Bailey's coronation right here as champion, and it would have been a great moment and would have made her into an instant star. But they didn't go that way. Much like I thought, Sasha Banks's moment should have been last year at WrestleMania, winning it there.
1: I definitely, I definitely agree on the Sasha Banks winning it, winning it last yeah. year here. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how people would have reacted if Bailey lost the, uh, the match on what was it? Fast lane. I, I don't know how people would have reacted. Uh, but well, you... I
3: meant, I meant in general, it should have been a slow bill to Bailey winning the title here without having okay. one.
1: All That's right. what I meant. Yeah, sure.
3: You know, go through Dana, go through Naya. Sasha's already
1: turned and then Charlotte with the streak. You mean, you mean beat everyone and show how you're good and not just show up and be presumed to be good. Like her NXT story, how she had to win matches. Yeah. Crazy talk, Jeff
3: crazy. I'm sorry. You're insane. Um, Payback is in San Jose.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: So, but I think this is where Sasha beats Bailey and wins the title. And then payback is, Bailey and Sasha for the title.
1: Okay. No, is, is, I can they,
3: see any, I can see anybody, but Nia winning this though.
1: That that's my, how long do we go? Because right now, no matter who wins this match, unless it's Nia Jax, cause that throws some wrench, uh, throws a wrench into things. If, if Sasha Charlotte or Bailey win this match, it seems likely, though, we're still headed towards those three being involved with each other for some time, right? Maybe all the way to SummerSlam, maybe even beyond.
3: Maybe, but, I mean, look, Nia could win this, too, and this could be where The Rock shows up. This is what I called last year when they brought her up. We used to talk about how great, great of
1: a prognosticator you are. Like, jeez.
3: I'm not. We am not. It. We no, 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 no! I was, ju- I just, I just like to remain consistent in my predictions at times, and or, ah. and I, I, what I, and I remember what I said. I'm changing it now. I'm not being I that see. consistent. Okay. Um, I think God, I think I, man, I think Emma needs to be on this raw roster to split her off for against Charlotte because Charlotte needs something to do while Bailey and. Sasha actually have a one-on-one feud because adding Charlotte into there just kind of overshadows the feud in my opinion
1: but would that be the right move to have Emma feuding with Charlotte because it looks like Emma's gonna come out as a heel here I mean she's gonna be a bad woman
3: well maybe but I, I could see you know her and Dana beating up Charlotte and Charlotte turns face eventually I could see that happen but I, I I think you need to get her away from the Sasha Bailey feud to have it have some meaning. If you had to do a three-way, it's just going to be, oh, look, they're putting the three horsewomen together again for another feud. So I, my pick is Sasha Banks to win this.
1: I love how Wikipedia, when you go on there, it shows like on the WWE pay-per-view history, on the WrestleMania 33 page, like what the main event of the show is. And it's mm-hmm. cute how they're putting Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton as the main event of the show. Like, that's cute. And it, Okay. I mean, cause it's not going to be, it's just not going to be the last match in the show. It can't be Bray Wyatt radio. Or- I understand that there, that Wikipedia has these weird rules. Like it's being advertised as the main event. It's being, you know, he won the Royal rumble. So this is the main event Rob, of the show. It's just so cute. I got news for
3: you. It's just so cute. I got news for you. What news? I think it's the last, I, th- I think it's the last match on the show. You're crazy. I know I am, but
1: I- I'm thinking that's what happens. And this is why I'm taking you off the show. You're just too insane. <laughs> that that's unreal to me. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk about it as if it's the main event, just to humor you and Wikipedia.
3: No, we can, we can do it now. Let's do it now.
1: I don't want to do it now. I don't want to. Okay. First of all, I need to know who wins this women's four way.
3: I said, Sasha Banks.
1: All right. I am going to go with Sasha Banks as well. Coming out of left field. Uh, I I think Sasha Banks wins it too. All right. Let's talk about the main event of the show and in the right order, because it's probably not going on last Bray Wyatt is defending his world WWE championship against the winner of the Royal Rumble, Mr. Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton is a deranged psychopath who sets fires, is an arsonist, and probably killed the ghost of Bray Wyatt's sister. Uh, He's insane. And AJ Styles has all the reason to believe that he should be in this match and not this guy who should be in jail. But he's getting the opportunity. And you know what? I can't blame him for taking an opportunity. Randy Orton's going to win. He's going to beat Bray Wyatt. And this yes. match is this match is going 22 minutes, put it on the board, 22 minutes, put it on the scroll. It's breaking news. I'm confirming it.
3: And confetti falls. And it's the, uh, and that's the end. I tell you what, I, have I you do. seen,
1: have you seen these pictures on Twitter? I retweeted one, uh, the pictures of the set. They're starting to come yes. out. They're starting to build the yes. set. They got mm-hmm. that big giant round video board going up again. Um, so i I love these moments when Randy Orton wins this match. He's going to go to the corner. He's going to have his world title. He's going to do his little Randy Orton pose, and the video board's going to be behind him. It's going to look so cool, and Randy Orton's going to be the face of this brand again for the next six months, at least.
3: Now, let me explain why I think they're going to put it on last.
1: Explain. I think they're. Go- I why. think they're
3: going to. I think they're going to do it because, in case the other matches that are "quote unquote" bigger don't get the expected reaction or aren't very good that at least they get to end on this big note. That's what I think.
1: I, yeah, I mean, cause it's going to be the best match of the two main events. I mean, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, as far as match quality goes, it's going to be better than that.
3: It tempers the undertaker Roman ending, whatever it is. And it tempers the triple H Seth Rollins ending, whatever it is. But,
1: I mean, well, Seth Rollins, triple H isn't going to be the main event of the show. Like that's no. just, it's not going to be the last match in the show. Goldberg Brock Lesnar is the only one Roman reigns undertaker, I guess, if it's, uh, I mean, you could do no, that. I,
3: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying those are going to be main events. Okay. I'm saying that's why they're doing this match last to temper the reactions of those matches because they don't want to end on, on a certain note and they don't want to end on a bad match necessarily. So and all they... those matches, all those matches are thrown in the same kind of basket as, as this is not something to end on
1: necessarily. Very. We'll get back to this Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton match because there's. it does definitely bring up, as you have just kind of started, a lot of questions about the other matches on the show. Let me get to this Undertaker-Roman Reigns match because the placement of this one is very interesting. You have matches, plenty of them, that can go late in the show. Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton, Shane McMahon-AJ Styles, Triple H-Seth Rollins. Do you want Undertaker and Roman Reigns to go out there, especially if you have Roman Reigns winning and the crowd is going to be a little bit sour on him? Maybe you get The Rock involved in this Roman Reigns match. It didn't go super well at the Royal Rumble victory for Roman. When Rock came out, they still booed him like crazy. Uh, But do you want Roman Reigns to go out there in front of a tired crowd who's going to be against him already? Like, Do you want him to be an hour six of what's going to be a seven-hour show? Or do you put him maybe in the first half of the card?
3: I think you put them exactly halfway. That way, you have time for Undertaker's half-hour walk down that ramp, and you know how much time you have left to cut if you need to. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I think it goes on probably before AJ and and Shane, and probably before Triple H and and Seth, and it probably goes on, um, you know, and the main event. I think those are your last three there. So I think it goes, you know, it's it's kind of fourth from there.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a huge mistake if you put this match after 10 o'clock Eastern. Yes, like it's, I agree. It's got to be before that, and I mean well before, like 9-ish uh, mm-hmm. is when you do this one. But that's that's super interesting, the timing of where all these matches are going to actually take place. I think this card overall, too, one thing to keep in mind, last year, last year a lot of people talk about the WrestleMania not being that great. Yeah, it was long. There wasn't... That one really super great match. You didn't have as many of the in-match moments. I mean, you did have the Shawn Michaels-Steve Austin thing that happened. Uh, The Rock promo happened at, what, 11 o'clock at night, which was insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But both matches involving Roman Reigns and Triple H are better this year. Triple H and Seth Rollins is a better match than Triple H and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns and Undertaker is very intriguing, especially to see what the result ends up being what the future of the Undertaker ends up being uh, Shane McMahon. AJ, I think is going to be a better match than Chris Jericho and AJ. Um, and that one had a lot of hype going in last year. Uh, Kevin Owens is getting a singles match in the show against Chris Jericho. I think that'll be good. You have a singles match for the intercontinental title, which what hasn't happened in like 10 years. Uh, Neville mm-hmm. Austin Aries will be a good match. And if it goes on early enough, yeah, you may forget about it by the time the show's over, but at least it's going to be a really good 10 minute match. Uh, this card I think is quite a bit better than last year. So before we get into like the real main events of this show, what do you just think about the, the depth of this card?
3: I think it's moderately good, but I don't think it's great. It's not, you know, but it's not supposed to be either. It's it's an entertainment show rather than, say, New Dominion standards of being the best show with the best matches and everybody's trying to steal it. I think there's potential here for almost any match to be the best match on the card, but there's also potential for any match on here to be the worst match on the card.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I mean, Outside of the Battle Royal, because I think the Battle Royal, it's a Battle Royal. It's never, you know, great by any means. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, what do, what do we know is going to be bad? And and nothing stands out to me as being like bad Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin might, might be the match that at the end of the night is the least thought of match on the show possibly, but I don't see anything, you know, coming up bad on this one. Uh, so we go back into these main events. Um, let's, Mm -hmm. let's finish out Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, the singles match for the WWE title. Uh, you know, Randy Orton's going to win. Question now is, is Luke Harper involved in this match or is Luke Harper going to be relegated to the Andre Memorial Battle Royal? I'm going to say Battle Royal. Yeah, because it it seems like he's kind of done with this program. Like he did his loss. He's got the black shirt now instead of the white shirt. He's, he's out. He's,
3: he's also facing Bray on Tuesday.
1: That's right. Yeah. So that'll, that'll kind of keep him out of it. That'll kind of keep him out of the, uh, the deal here. Um, so yeah, I would say Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It's a bummer, you know? As much as we we have a three-way match in the show now in the tag team titles, we have, you know, a couple of other multi person matches. I think Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton would have worked better if it was Luke Harper involved too. You know, mm-hmm. it, it definitely wouldn't have gone on last on the show, as some people think Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt might, but I think it would have been a better story, just having Luke Harper involved. I don't know. Uh that's just me, maybe. Uh but yeah, I, I think Randy Orton wins. I think it's it's pretty clear that's the direction we're going. And Maybe in the future we'll get to see the Randy Orton AJ Styles dream match on a pay-per-view. Instead of a instead of a crappy finish on a SmackDown show, you can see that match in full for a title. And Randy Orton AJ Styles is a legit WWE pay-per-view main event.
3: Yeah, I have nothing to add. I thought
1: <laughs> I I stunned you with my no, it's with my just, analysis.
3: It was a great point, and I thought I should just stay there, and then you'd move on, but you, you it, were kind of smelling your own fart there, It so took me okay.
1: It took me 202 <laughs> episodes, 202 episodes to have a valid point uh, on, this, on this program. Um, let's talk about Triple H, Seth Rollins, a match that we, it isn't technically official. It's not even on the Wikipedia page right now uh, because it is still yet to be agreed to. Now, by the time this match is uh, agreed to, we will have already recorded, but you haven't heard this show yet. Uh, Seth Rollins, Triple H in a non-sanctioned match, which is hilarious because Triple H is the one who sanctions matches, except his own. Go figure. Triple H, Seth Rollins, the match that is what, a year and a half in the making, two years in the making. I mean, they wanted to do it last year. Seth Rollins got hurt. Here it is this year. Triple H, Seth Rollins, who you got? I think Samoa Joe gets involved. That's right. I think he's Stephanie, nowhere to be seen.
3: I, I think Stephanie takes a pedigree from Seth. From, from Seth Ooh, and wow. And then Samoa, Samoa Joe gets the beat down, enabling Triple H to win.
1: Wow. You think Stephanie's getting pedigreed? Mm-hmm. That'll be fun seeing Seth Rollins do the pedigree again to Triple H because uh, this could be the uh, true passing of the torch with Seth Rollins getting that finisher for all time, uh, the, the pedigree. Uh, Cool move that is too. Samoa Joe, uh, is Samoa Joe going to wind up in that pre show battle royal?
3: No. I think they hold him off until the non sanctioned match.
1: Yeah, because I I don't know if you put Samoa Joe in this match as a mercenary and then hand him not win it. I mean, some guys should just not be added to that battle royal. Samoa Joe is one of them. But Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, yes or no? Yes, he's in there. Yeah, he's the Dolph Ziggler. I mean, that's who he is at this point. Uh, So yeah, Sami Zayn being in that battle royal. Um, winner, yeah. You have Seth Rollins, I have Seth Rollins too. I don't see how you put Triple H no, ahead.
3: I have no, I I have Triple H winning.
1: What? Did I hear that right? I must have heard yes. you wrong. Oh wow. You I have, said
3: Seth, Seth Seth will get the moral victory by pedigreeing Stephanie, but Samoa Joe will end up hurting Seth to the point where Triple H can get the win.
1: I see, I see. All right, well, that would be interesting. I well, that would be different because I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't know how. I I, I guess if you want to transfer the heat to Samoa Joe and you still have the Samoa Joe-Seth Rollins thing going on, a, a lot of people are going to cry about that match if Triple H wins, man. A lot of people are going to cry it's pos- about it's,
3: it. It's, it's possible Kevin Owens also gets involved.
1: I don't know if Kevin Owens would. Samoa Joe seems super likely. Um, yeah,
3: and, it, and I think it would be to transfer the heat to,
1: to Samoa Joe. And then you do Seth Rollins-Samoa Joe as the program instead of H. Triple H. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you would have more people crying about Triple H winning this one than when he beat Sting when he beat sting on WrestleMania, I think you have more people crying and whining about this one. I wouldn't necessarily be whining about it, but I think a lot of people would. And I I don't know if they would be completely uh, lacking of justification. Um, I, I, I think you do the Seth Rollins victory and he's, he's fighting through a knee injury to be on this WrestleMania show. He's a future star for your, for your brand, for your company. I don't know if wins and losses matter as much as some people think they do. Obviously WWE doesn't think they matter much at all. But a win here on on uh, over Triple H for Seth Rollins could be something you look back on in five years and be something you use for a future program. I think it makes sense for your stories and for the company itself for the years to come. So I, I would think Seth Rollins getting the win here is the right way to go.
3: Oh, it makes absolute sense to have the, the baby face that got injured and then got attacked with the crutch come back for his revenge. But he's a McMahon.
1: That's all right. He married, he married into it and he's the Mm -hmm. boss, but it's a non-sanctioned match.
3: So it wouldn't hurt
1: Seth Rollins win loss record.
3: And exactly. And that's what you're thinking is that, oh, well, triple H only won because Samoa Joe came out to help him.
1: And then boo Samoa Joe. Why'd you have to get involved? Let's see Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins. So -hmm. yeah, that that could be uh, happening. The raw brand is the next pay-per-view to happen. It happens at the end of April. It is WWE payback. So that is the next pay-per-view SmackDown has looks like what seven weeks in between pay-per-view shows. So they have a long time from WrestleMania to their next big event. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we're probably going to be seeing some type of special SmackDown here in April or the beginning of May. uh, That'll have some pay-per-view quality matches to it. That's a long time to build a challenger for Randy Orton. If Randy Orton does indeed win, like whether that's AJ Styles, whether it's a Bray Wyatt rematch, um, it gives a lot of time for AJ Styles to kind of get in there And that is the next match I want to talk about. Shane McMahon, AJ Styles right now, just a singles match. You think it could be turned into a street fight. I don't think that's, uh, I I think that's kind of likely to some type of gimmick. And you know, Shane McMahon's going to go nuts. Is this going to be Shane McMahon's final match in WWE? Yes. Then they have to go nuts. I mean, he's going to. If if he knows it's the last one, he's going to go crazy.
3: I think with that jump. Off onto the table last week, I think. And at his age, he's going to say, this is it. I don't want to do this anymore, dad. And I think that this is his last match.
1: You think he still calls Vince dad? You think he calls him Vince? You think he calls him pop? You think he calls him daddy? I think he just
3: kind of says, fine, I'll do it.
1: Hey, guy. (laughs) Hey, guy who looks like me. That I'm supposed to love. There's your next shake them ropes theater. Jeff was Vince bringing Shane back into the fold. That's your next one. Get to work on that, sir. Um, I think AJ Styles wins. AJ Styles wins this match. I think Shane goes crazy. AJ gets the win, uh, his first WrestleMania win. And then AJ Styles is the face of SmackDown as he continues him and Randy Orton. I think that's, that's where you go after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and your victory, your, uh, you're given the win to who again, A- AJ. Styles. All right, so we, we compare, we match on that one. Undertaker Roman Reigns. It is the Roman Reigns coming out party after three consecutive WrestleManias of basically being his coming out party. (laughs) Undertaker. A lot of talk going in that Roman Reigns could, uh, you know, they've been talking about, he's going to retire the undertaker. You know, Shawn Michaels came out on raw last week and said, you know what? You're, you're talking pretty strong here, but Roman Reigns undertaker is getting in your head. Roman Reigns is talking pretty strong too. Like I'm going to retire the undertaker. I'm going to kill his career. Now, I would think if you're going to do Undertaker's last match, you would advertise it as such, even if it wasn't going to end up being his last match. I, I could see very well Undertaker wrestling at WrestleMania next year and them advertising it as his retirement match if he loses and he wins. So like it's one of those where you think he's going to lose, but boom, swerve, he doesn't. Uh, I don't necessarily see Undertaker going out without any type of fanfare. Um, maybe not the fanfare you're used to with like the retirement party of a Ric Flair or anything like that. But, you know, hell, a buried alive match or something, something that you you have Undertaker lose. Uh, Same thing with Kane. You know, Kane's one of those guys where I can't just see him fading away, but it seems like he might. Um, Undertaker Roman Reigns. Does Roman Reigns indeed get the win? And if so, is this Undertaker's last match?
3: (laughs) We ask this every year. I, I don't know, because the time for Undertaker to retire was when he lost the streak. And yet he keeps coming back. And I don't know that he doesn't win here. I don't because it's such a 50-50 proposition to me. Because I could see them going, Well, we're just gonna have that one hiccup in the thing. If this is his last match, Undertaker's looking up at the lights because he's old school that way.
1: Undertaker (sighs) looking up at the light. I I think Roman Reigns is winning. Don't get me wrong. I think I think this is that match where Roman Reigns, because if you're gonna have Brock Lesnar win the title later, and if you want to do Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar having those two guys as the only two who have ever beat the undertaker and going for the title. There's multiple layers to the story there. Uh, and remember Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31, right? 31 was really, really good. Uh, before Mm -hmm. it ended up being a triple threat, that was a, that was a pretty fun, exciting match to watch. If it main events, another WrestleMania or big pay-per-view coming up here. Uh, so a lot of
3: Roman, I'm going to say Roman. I've talked myself into it. They're going to, they're going to do the coronation gimmick again,
1: and I don't, be, a bigger I, don't I don't think Undertaker retires
3: necessarily. I don't think so he either. Retires necessarily.
1: It's a bigger coronation though than his win against Triple H last year. I oh, mean, here you sure.
3: Here's here's the question: Does Undertaker give him the the quote unquote sign of respect?
1: Well, that leaving? yeah, because uh, you had Undertaker's loss against Brock Lesnar, and Undertaker stayed in the ring for a long period of time. You know, dead. Does he do something like that where you're all like wishing Undertaker well in his future endeavors and like you're celebrating his career or does he get up pretty soon after do the handshake Roman Reigns like the raise the arm? Even do his little kneel down salute to the Roman. The kneel Reigns. down
3: thing is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah.
1: I you, I could maybe maybe they do something like that, but that might be going overboard. And I think the crowd, like I said, is going to crap all over this one because Roman Reigns is really good, guys. Roman Reigns is a good professional wrestler, and he has really I, good matches. But the crowd still does not see him as the guy they want to be the next top guy.
3: Yeah, but that WrestleMania audience is about one third hardcores and two thirds casuals. I think he'll get a better reaction than you think.
1: I don't know, man. They booed him pretty well last year. True. They booed him pretty well against Brock Lesnar too. And those those crowds had 100,000 people in them.
3: Well, he didn't know he was against uh, Hunter last year.
1: Roman was against Hunter last year, and then he was against uh, the other guy, uh, Brock Lesnar, the year before that. I'm telling you, uh, those crowds were huge, and people booed him pretty strong against Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Two heels. Mm. This is against The Undertaker.
3: I agree. I think they're going to crap all over it, but this is the way they're going to go.
1: All right. And now we have the real main event of the show. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg for the WWE Universal Championship, the universal title that Finn Balor never lost. Jeff, does Finn Mm -hmm. Balor show up? No. Remember when Finn Balor hadn't debuted yet and we just kept asking, is he going to show up? We're back to that. We're back to asking if Finn Balor is going to show up on every show. I'm going to ask you again. Does Finn Balor show up here? Does he show up on Raw on Monday? Does he show up on Raw a week from now? Does he wait till payback to return? He's showing up soon. He's wrestling on the house shows. He's back. They're not really worried about you, you know, being surprised by Finn Balor returning. The question is, when does it happen? WrestleMania or Raw the night after?
3: If he shows up at WrestleMania, it'll be during the unsanctioned match. Okay. If he doesn't, it's, he's, he'll be on Raw. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Oh, yeah. For sure. It, it, very, uh, very int- I don't think he interferes in Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. That would be really weird for Finn Balor no. to come up against Goldberg, Brock no. Lesnar. But something's happening. I just, if this match is going to go on last, and maybe this is the only reason why it wouldn't go on last, because I don't know how you do another one-minute match with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg with Brock winning and then just ending WrestleMania there. I don't know how you do that. You don't. So something, that's if it why, goes on that's last... Why- yeah. It's
3: not going on last, I don't think. And if it does, it can. I mean, I go ahead, go so go is, with your theory. So is that see. me?
1: Is that me just going ignoring the most realistic answer, the most reasonable answer, the most obvious answer of them just not going on last? Like that's me ignoring it, right? No. Okay, because I, I I feel like you have to put these guys on last the way they've been promoting it. I don't know how you do Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton last. I honestly think Undertaker and Roman would go on last before Bray Wyatt and Randy, but you've had matches like this go on last before you've had triple H and Randy Orton go on last when it shouldn't have against undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we have weird precedents for this. Uh, but Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, the match, unless it's just going to be a Brock suplex city squash and Goldberg just agreed to just get murdered on the show. That's the only way I see this match going more than five minutes is if Brock just decides to kill Goldberg, maybe like he gets some lucky strike at the beginning and just decides to kill, kill, kill and end the career of Goldberg. Then you got rumors out there that Goldberg may not be done, that he might wrestle a couple of more times. Uh, Brock Lesnar going to be around much longer this year than he has been. Like he's going to do almost every pay-per-view and be around on certain house shows. Uh, very, very weird behind the scenes way of this match going about. Uh, but on pay-per-view at this show, I don't see how this match goes more than five minutes unless Goldberg gets killed.
3: Spear. Jackhammer, kick out. Gotta kick out. Spear, spear, jackhammer.
1: Really? And Goldberg just wins.
3: hmm I think so. And then he gives up the title the next day, and Finn Balor wins a tournament.
1: Ah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a title purist like some people are, and it's okay if you are, really, it is. But Goldberg just giving up the championship when you will have now. The only person Actually, to holds the universe. Actually,
3: you know what? Universe- let me let me back let, let me backtrack because there's going to be an F five there that he kicks out of. They're gonna they're gonna switch to kick out. He's got to. and then they'll do it. Yeah, they,
1: they both have but, to kick out of each other's finisher. That that is for sure. Even yes. if the match goes two and a yes. half minutes, those two things have to happen. Yes, those two things have yes, to happen. Yes,
3: and I can. And I think it's a two-minute match, two and a half-minute match. That's why I, I
1: don't. I don't believe Goldberg drops the title though without losing it. Like you would have Finn Balor dropping it without losing it. You would have Kevin Owens finally losing it. You would have Goldberg dropping it. You would have two of the first three champions for this new title just giving up the belt, whether it was due to injury or age or wanting to retire, or whatever, just dropping it without any type of reason, so or without any type of uh, you know victory on the other end. I think Goldberg loses. I, you know, he had his big moment. He had survivor series. He had fast lane. He's the kid got to see him win, right? The kid, his kid got to see him win, got to see him wrestle a couple of times. I think this is where, this is how the whole thing was agreed to. Like Goldberg, we will give you these moments. We will give you the ring. We won't make you work too hard. You're going to go out there for a minute, but you're going to have to lose to Brock Lesnar. You're going to have to do it.
3: Yeah. And I, and I have no problem with that. I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going back and forth here because I, I still think – I don't – I mean, I don't know. I really don't because Goldberg can go out on a loss and he'll be fine and he'll be applauded for thank you for coming back and and, and all that other stuff. But I could see that kind of – you know what? Maybe he's the one guy Brock can't beat and then Brock goes away for a while and that's how they build up Roman and Brock when he comes back. What's the Is one? that Brock – Brock Brock ran off to kind of refigure his game and then he came back for the title.
1: What's kind of cool about this one too, is it's not just who's going to win. It's how is the match going to go? Like in most WrestleMania main events, you know, like Triple H, Randy Orton, uh, you know, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Triple H, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, every main event, you knew it was going to get a certain amount of time. You knew it was going to be a hard fought back and forth battle. This one, you don't know if it's going to go a minute. We don't know if it's going five, ten minutes. We don't know how the match is going to be. If it's going to be a glorified squash, which would be super brave on a WrestleMania. I know they did it at Survivor Series, but WrestleMania is a whole different ball game. It would be it, it's it's not just who's going to win. It's how the hell is this match going to go? And I think that's pretty Goldberg cool. may get yeah Goldberg may get gassed on his way to the ring. Uh, <laughs> that's a long ramp. If you've seen it, that, that is, is a long yeah. ramp. Yeah. Uh, it's craziness. Uh, raw has begun. So that is when you get the, the complaining on the Twitter sphere. Um, of course, Charlotte and Nia Jax are teaming up against Sasha and Bailey. Cause of course not. Of course. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? That's WrestleMania, man. In a moment, I'm going to get Sean Ross Sapp from fightful on here to talk about this NXT takeover card coming up. But first a quick reminder, if you have not done so already, Go to iTunes right now, even if you do not listen to us on iTunes, and leave a rating and review about Shake Them Ropes right now. Not just so that we can see it, not just so that you can see it, but so that iTunes can see it, so that other people can see what people like about Shake Them Ropes. Of course, we take your uh, your kind reviews and even the bad reviews to heart, and and they let us know what we should be doing on this show. But yes, please take a moment right now, even go to iTunes search for Shake Them Ropes, leave a rating and review about the show. It would be greatly appreciated, and we thank you. Now, back to NXT, back to this WrestleMania weekend. It's time for Sean Ross Sapp to join me to talk about NXT TakeOver. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful and Fightful Wrestling and Fightful MMA. You can catch him at Fightful.com. Sean joins us, friend of the show. He's been on several times before. Sean, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I am good as well coming off a nice week. I went to Orlando a week early. Uh, apparently it was not WrestleMania week when I went. That's a shame. So uh so yeah, I went to I had 18 tickets to shows and I w- showed up at the door 18 times and no one was there. It took until Sunday to figure out that hey, it's not WrestleMania week. What are you going to do? Um anyway, NXT Takeover is coming up this Saturday, not Friday. As has been uh, the past two years, but Saturday, Saturday night, in the traditional Hall of Fame slot, we have NXT Takeover. Uh, before we get into some of the stuff going on around the show, how hyped are you for NXT Takeover?
2: I- I'm as hyped as I was for the San Antonio show that I went to, and maybe the last two before that, which wasn't as much as you know that that I hate to say the heyday of NXT Takeover shows, but it doesn't have as much buzz even though the quality of wrestling i'm sure will be excellent you got some really good good names on there some promising matchups that they've they've held out on and some others that you know rude versus nakamura i'd rather not run it back but i guess i, I guess they have feel like they have limited options there it, it's it's missing that buzz but i mean it's swallowed in this wrestlemania week and it is it's a big wrestlemania card and you have two other cards going on at the same time so yeah, I'm, I'm semi-pumped for it. It's, Semi.
1: Yeah, it, when Saturday comes, I think people will be a little bit more excited, but it's definitely not getting really the talk of the town until it actually appears. But you're right, the aura's kind of been gone. Jeff and I have talked about this in recent weeks. The aura hasn't been like it was a year and a half ago during its prime, or even up to a year ago. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to match last year's with the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura, a Finn balor Joe match people were really excited about. Kind of hard to top that, and uh, and we're Shinsuke Nakamura. We're a year into his NXT uh, run now, and he's going for the NXT title, a title he's had twice. He's lost it a couple of times. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode is the main event on the show. Are you surprised this is where we ended up here on on this one, or when Bobby Roode debuted, were you kind of thinking, okay, it's going to be quick for him to get on the top?
2: Well, I'm not surprised that this is what we're seeing because NXT just loves to run that that. Those matches back. that's like their thing. They love to do like seven hundred and forty two consecutive matches. Yeah, Joe and Balor
1: like, happened, what, three or four
2: times, so I mean it was yeah. it was a big one. But I mean I figured this is probably the direction they were going with Rude. That seems to be their thing. They they have the NXT title for these guys who don't really necessarily need to be there, but it's something that they can battle for and something that they can I don't know, bring prestige to, but I mean, I, I figured it would happen because if Nakamura is there, he's going to be competing for the title. And if rude's there, it'll probably be pretty hard for him to not compete for the title. And really Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are a really instrumental part in that happening because them making glorious uh, blow up in the manner that they did. I think that helped a lot too, because without that theme, do you, do you think that Bobby Rude is as over as he is right now?
1: I, I think they definitely would keep trying with him. Uh, but no, he wouldn't be as over. Like he would have been he would have been a guy who was getting fed down our throats that we had no interest in instead of a guy yeah. that's being fed down our throats, but we have somewhat of an interest because the entrance theme is so cool. Uh yeah, I don't think he would be anywhere close to as over as he is right now. But I also don't think he would be as low as uh maybe a CN Almus is. Uh, you know, CN Almus getting a, a little bit of a push now, but Hasn't really taken over uh, over the crowd in a lot of ways. Uh, so Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, the main event on the show, year in the making. We'll talk about this card a little bit. Are you uh, before we get to that though? Are you surprised? I mean, we had on the independent scene Chris Hero come back to WWE. Cassius Ono, Cassius Ono, you know, gets a uh, couple of weeks of some important matches on NXT TV, but nowhere to be found right now on this NXT Takeover card. When I would have thought he would be one of the headliners on this card. With when he signed and the road to WrestleMania here, uh, what the hell's going on with Cassius Ono? They
2: must really not want him on that WWN Super Show, huh?
1: I guess I to to bring him <laughs> back here. A lot of you know there were rumors when he signed that oh maybe he's not actually coming back to be a wrestler. Maybe they're going to have some type of training role for him. Well, no, he's here. He's here back as a wrestler. It's happening. Uh, but this is a guy who had the hype coming back. He gets the title match with Shinsuke or excuse me with Bobby Roode on TV. Uh, getting a match this week with Elias Sampson, but now uh, TakeOver's here, and you would think he would be a guy that's going to draw in some of those independent fans. Uh, They don't really need help drawing in people to the building on a WrestleMania weekend, but it it seems interesting that he's not having a match on the
2: show yet, and maybe not at all. This, This is one of the reasons why sometimes I wonder if these TakeOver shows should be a little bit longer, but that would... As you'll see me, the, the dead horse that I beat every time I watch NXT is I don't really want to hear Tom Phillips call moves as, oh, about 15 more times yeah. than I need to. Like this always seems to happen on NXT shows, though. There is one act in particular, whether it's maybe the Revival or Cassius Ono, or like Enzo and Cass in Brooklyn that weren't on the Brooklyn – the actual show. They were on the the taping before yeah. – and it's, it's like, well, why, the, why aren't they there? Why aren't they on this show? Why it makes so much sense, but why aren't they? That always seems to happen. And I think that, I mean, maybe that's a contributing factor. And I mean, Samoa Joe was left off the show in what, January, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. But that, you
1: know, we kind of saw that coming because he showed up, you know, not too much after on WWE, but yeah, he was off the show and it didn't seem to make sense at the time. If you didn't know that he was going to the main roster of WWE, uh, you bring up a good point with the, you know, the shows are generally two hours. Now they've gone closer to two and a half hours. If it were a three to three and a half hour show, like WWE pay-per-views have become, could that have sped up the process of NXT, not getting that aura anymore? Because I, I feel like some of the specialness was the fact that there wasn't a lot of filler.
2: Well, I, I don't think there would be as much filler now, but I think two and a half hours, maybe two forty max. Like, I don't think they need to go the full three. But if you've got a Chris Hero there, and they they've jammed a lot of guys, presumably in in that perhaps eight man tag that we'll we'll talk about later on. But I'm, i yeah, you know, that that is kind of puzzling. But a lot of it to me the, about that aura, it's it looks exactly the same as it did three years ago. Maybe even a little bit worse on TV. Like the ring ropes are still the yellow. It's still really dimly lit at times. Like they they haven't made. I mean, and I get it. There, there's always that the territory mentality with this that. Well, if they would have stayed here and done this, that they'd still be in business. Well, they don't have to worry about that. They're, WWE's bankrolling this thing. They can add some lights. They can brighten up the damn place that way. It doesn't look. You know, <clears throat> it's 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 a confusing approach that they have. They call it a third brand but you know it is what it is ultimately but you got to make some changes you can't run with the same thing like visually if you're constantly changing the roster I, at least I don't think that that's that's hurt it a little bit in my view
1: it's so interesting too cuz they call this a third brand and it's touring and it's uh it's got the television show and they do these special events um, a bit surprising that they haven't really incorporated the UK guys too much outside of a couple of special attraction matches. Uh, they haven't incorpor- incorporated the cruiserweights too much into the NXT show. It, it seems like they're they're definitely in talent acquisition mode. They're getting all this talent, and they have all these different shows. They have the UK guys who are just hanging out. They have the two hundred five live half you know one hour show where occasionally they'll get time on Raw. You have NXT as this third brand where you only have an hour-long show per week and two-hour specials, so you can't even use all the talent that you have. There's just talent everywhere, but not it's not focused right now. There's, there's a lot of different directions they could go, but right now we're kind of in a holding pattern. Uh, do you see that changing
2: maybe after WrestleMania between NXT and all these other brands? Yeah, I could because I think they're going to have a really good showing. I think that the card that, that has been announced thus far for NXT TakeOver... When I look at Bobby Roode and Nakamura and I'm like, that might be the the fourth best match as as far as in ring quality goes. That's that's a really good sign. That's that's a good thing because they had to reload a lot. They lost a lot last year, and they even lost some that people were like, I can't believe they lost that. Like, well, I mean, I think some of their losses were gains. Like them losing Mojo Rawley, yeah. that was a gain for NXT. That was a good thing. They were they should have been happy that that happened. I think they're fine I mean, they're starting to reload that women's division. Uh, the tag teams, you know, you got to wonder where, how long will the revival be there? Are they an Oscar situation where there are really no plans ever to call them up and they'll just be uh, Ty Dillinger too, maybe NXT lifers. But I mean, that there are far worse things than that, than them being pillars of a brand. I think I don't know that it'll ever reach where it was, but I think they're on a pretty pretty good path to getting that. You see, Andrade Almas, like if they did that with a lot of baby faces who just desperately needed that turn and did what they did with Almas, man, the environment of wrestling would, in WWE would be much more fun to watch.
1: Yeah, you're. So let's go through this card here. We have Andrade Cien Almas taking on Alistair Black, the former Tommy End. Uh, it's kind of a shame to me that. You know, Andrade Almas is more of a C.J. Parker than he is like a Finn Balor at this point because the guy has star potential. Uh, A lot was lost with his first couple of months inside the company. And he doesn't he suffers from not having the cool, super cool theme song like Bobby Roode. I really feel like if Andrade had a super cool theme song that got him over, he'd be a huge star right now in NXT. Uh, What are your thoughts on Aleister Black coming in and most likely kind of pushing Andrade Almas to the side?
2: I think that Andrade Almas has taken over the Ty Dillinger role. Now that Ty Dillinger is a baby face, like he is the guy that new people come in and beat and you can point him and say, okay, well he can go, he can he can work a match with this guy but that's a horrible man, role right i mean that's a horrible role for an
1: international star that you sign when you want to have you don't at have 27. a lot of, yeah at 27 you don't have a lot of talent in the uh in the hispanic community on your on your show or of latin descent Latin American descent, you don't have a lot of talent there. So why are you using this guy when you can, honestly, you can do Cassius Hero for that role. You can keep Ty Dillinger around and keep him in that role. There's other people that you can hire just to put in that role. You can do it for new people. You can use new
2: people. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an awesome role for Ty Dillinger. I just don't think they ever expected him to get over, but he, he figured out a way to do it. Yeah. Andrade Almas, 27 years old, newly 27. Like he just turned 27 a few months ago too. And since being a heel, he has been one of the most consistently outstanding performers, I think, in the entire company. Absolutely. I think he's been awesome.
1: Especially on NXT. I mean, you look at all the matches that he's had. Uh, This guy has been a hero for the NXT undercard.
2: I hate to use the, like, the almost the racial type of comparison, but it's. It's almost the Manny being Manny type of thing where he's so good that sometimes it bites him in the ass like Manny Ramirez did back in the day. Like that is great for him because he can pull that off, and he does that little roll where he slides and stuff. And he's a heel that makes me want to see him get beaten up, and that's a rare thing these days. You know, Aleister Black, he's, he's outstanding. He's awesome, and I'm, I'm sure he'll do great things at NXT, but I hope this isn't like the slotted role for Almas, like here on out. Because if they want to get that buzz back, it's best to maximize the potential of everybody they can maximize. Obviously, in a match like this, you can't maximize the potential of both of them in this spot. But and you got you got to bring in Alistair with a win. But I saw it coming. I was in Cincinnati and. Angelo Dawkins beat Andrade Almas last year. Yeah,
1: I I hope they pull a fast one on everyone. I hope CN somehow finds a way to get a win. Stretch it out if you want to to the next show. I don't care. That'd be great.
2: That'd be great. Yeah,
1: surprise us a little bit. Uh, We have the Authors of Pain defending their tag team titles against DIY and The Revival in a three-way. Jeff and I will talk about this match a little bit. I want to get your thoughts, though. Is this The Revival's last match in NXT?
2: I'm gonna say no, but uh, they'll probably show up at WrestleMania, knowing knowing what I mean, how how things go, and I predict them. But uh, they should be. They both sides of the tag division need freshened up, Raw and SmackDown, and that that is again at WWE's fault. I mean, they they had people like Heath Slater and Rhino who got over, and then it's just like well, let's take them off TV for four months. Why not? That sounds like a sound idea. Sounds like a good one. So, uh, yeah, they, they would be fantastic. They would be great. And I've heard some people pitch that maybe Jim Cornette should manage them. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't, no.
1: Don't bring him in longer than you have to. Don't bring Cornette Yes. In He's already coming in Friday night. Yes. Hey, he'll be around. I mean, hey, you know, things could things have happened before that have been really strange.
2: It, it would be kind of cool to see him play the blue pants role from Brooklyn where he's the equalizer to Paul Ellering for the revival. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like he chases off Paul Ellering with a tennis racket or something. I don't think it's Um, that
1: far out of the realm of possibility. Really? Yeah, I think it could happen. Um, We have a possible, maybe an eight person tag team match, maybe a six man and then a singles match. I don't know. Uh, but we had the debuting Ruby Riot, the former Heidi Lovelace, on the independent scene. She's come in on NXT TV. Uh, we we could be seeing Sanity go up against Ruby Riot, Roderick Strong, No Way Jose, Ty Dillinger. Uh, the whole story in this match is Ty Dillinger has been recruited to join Sanity for whatever reason. Uh, is it likely that someone does end up joining Sanity out of this eight man tag? Or do we just get the happy ending where Ty Dillinger finally gets the comeuppance against Sanity if this match actually think, does happen?
2: I think Ty Dillinger could get the comeuppance, but if they want to splinter this and get some more feuds out of it, that would be cool. Uh, Ruby Riot. I mean, like, I was watching NXT and my wife stopped by the TV and she was like, she looks kickass. And that's really what the WWE wants out of their talent is somebody that will make somebody who doesn't really like wrestling stop, look and say, who's that? Mm-hmm. And they have that in her and may not ever have that in Paige again, so that could be a benefit. Uh, I like that they're putting a lot of these people on the show as well. I uh, don't know how you can't shoehorn Cassius Ono in there instead of some other people. But uh, yeah, I think, I think this ends in a happy ending for Ty Dillinger. I mean, the dude's so over at these events yeah. especially – I mean, good God, I was there in San Antonio and the place came unglued for him at the Alamo Dome. And the whole the whole narrative that week was, well, will the casual fans know him? Yeah, they knew him. They knew him. So I think I think they'll run with that one, at least, because that's a very harmless win to give a Ty Dillinger.
1: Yeah, it would be. It's a harmless win. and It's not the most important thing on the show. Uh, Asuka Ember Moon, Asuka's defending her, her, uh, championship. She has never been pinned or submitted in NXT. So that streak is going. There's a big whole streak theme with these WrestleMania events, uh, with Goldberg working the main event at WrestleMania, uh, is this Ember Moon's time is Asuka ever coming up to the main roster? What do you got on, what do you got on Asuka and the possibility that she jumps up or is an NXT lifer as you kind of referenced earlier?
2: Well, the idea when they brought her in was to be an NXT lifer. There had never been any plans to bring her up. Uh, of course, as they say, plans can change. They can. They can, and oftentimes they can do. change. Uh, I, I would hope that they would give Oscar this great winning streak and let her keep going. But they, they really seem to have a boner for Goldberg these days. So it's it sounds weird and trivial, but they may not even let her break that. Now, granted. Goldberg wasn't working a billion tag matches and a billion triple threat matches like she's doing on a lot of live events that where they do to try to keep the people fresh. That's right. Uh, Oscar will also reach the the year mark on her NXT championship reign.
1: That's right. That's right. So uh, there's a lot of uh, milestones to uh, to see with this one.
2: I, th- I they this what this is a perfect example of them holding a match off. Yeah. For a certain show, which doesn't happen a lot on the main roster anymore, but it definitely happened here. Oh, man. And I
1: think they're doing it too soon. Really? I, I do not believe the timer is right for Oscar versus Ember Moon, especially if it is going to be a title change. I thought Nikki Cross was the right one for this role
2: on the yeah, show. Because th- that was the thing. This was a, an example of them holding off, of it, but they could have held off longer because of Nikki Cross, because of her emergence, because of the emergence. Now, Ruby Riot's in the fold. Because Peyton Royce and Billy Kay ended up doing far better than I had ever thought that those two would together. Um, I, I, that was a, a pleasant surprise because when you saw them empty the cupboard from NXT, it's like, oh, who's stepping up? Well, these, these girls they've had working enhancement matches forever. Well, and then they did it, and they ended up not doing too bad. And that was that was promising. I mean, so
1: I, I want to I, go ahead. I, Go ahead. Sorry. I want to get to the main event by Biru Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, so sure. a lot was made of Shinsuke Nakamura not being advertised for an upcoming international tour on NXT. A lot of talk that he's definitely going to uh, show up on the main roster here in the coming month, possibly even the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania. Well, now he's advertised for that international tour. We have, uh, a, a, we have a situation where Shinsuke Nakamura lost the championship back in November only to win it on a show in Japan. Could they be... You know, causing a Shinsuke Nakamura title loss, not because they think he's going to be called up to the main roster, but because they wanted him to win the title on this big show instead of just defending the title on this big show. Like, who wins this match and what's the future of Shinsuke like, according to uh, Sean Ross Sapp.
2: I think Bobby Roode wins the match. I'm probably getting all these wrong because they are all almost dependent on one another based on the structure of which they do these.
1: And I, I, when is the international tour? Uh, what is it coming up in May or June? I don't think it's anytime.
2: Yeah. Soon. I, I, I think if they do a draft, they'll probably do it in July again. If the WWE were smart, they would do that kind of stretch out their big monumental things. That way you're not doing WrestleMania and the draft back to back like they used to do. I would do, keep that draft in July. That way you have something in between that and SummerSlam to kind of build to. And then SummerSlam's a, a really fresh show. So I think that Shinsuke Nakamura probably goes up um, in in July. But Bobby Roode either Bobby Rood wins here or Nakamura wins here and then Bobby Roode wins it right back at the next takeover. Yeah. Uh, but if I if I had to put my money on it, I'd say Bobby Rude because maybe they want Nakamura for that that raw or SmackDown after Mania.
1: Yeah, the tour is coming up in June, and you can always just send him on that tour. Like You can keep yes. Shinsuke Nakamura off of a Raw or SmackDown tour for a weekend and send Shinsuke there even if he's not in NXT. So I, I don't know necessarily if he loses this match. Um, if he loses the match, I think it's a clear sign. Yeah, he's going to Raw or SmackDown. If he wins it, who knows? I mean, all bets are off. They could, they could change the championship the next day at WrestleMania if they wanted to. They could have a pre-show match, maybe NXT titles, do something on Raw or SmackDown. I don't know. Uh, a lot of questions going into the show. Uh, NXT TakeOver is kind of the uh, the palate starter, the, little, the yeah. little appetizer. The real stuff happens at WrestleMania, and then we find out from there what happens. But uh, NXT TakeOver, on a scale of 1 to 10, Sean Ross Sapp, with the matches that we have for this card, with the four definites and the uh, fifth possible match there, uh, I know it's not getting a lot of hype, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you see this after the fact as an all-around show? In the ring-wise, how entertained do you expect to be?
2: Oh, Probably probably a solid eight, eight and a half, honestly.
1: Yeah, NXT NXT delivers, and we have a couple of matches on this show which are which are pretty important. I think Asuka and Ember Moon is going to be a really good match, one of the better matches of the weekend. Uh, that tag team match, I'm looking for a standout performance from Authors of Pain, honestly. I think they're in a perfect position to gain respect from the crowd, to show what they can do, and they're in there with four guys who are going to give them all the chances in the world to make them look good. So I expect that six man or the, uh, the three-way tag team title match to be the best match on the show. Am I wrong? Yeah, I would agree. All right. NXT takeover Sean Ross Sapp. Tell the people about fightful
2: guys. If you, if you want some WrestleMania week coverage, your boys at fightful.com. Have you covered everything from like Joey Janela's spring break, uh, which has Matt Riddle versus Dan Severn. What? Uh, that to evolve to WWE and Super Show, WrestleMania, NXT, and of course we have podcasts every single day, including uh, a couple with Matt Riddle, Shane Helms. We're doing live shows after WrestleMania, NXT, and I'm doing a members-only show occasionally, so you can register at Fightful for free.
1: Yes, guys, go to Fightful.com to get your live As It Happens coverage, and then head over back to Voices of Wrestling for your reviews at the end of the show, you don't have to pick just one. Help everybody out. Go read Voices of Wrestling. Yeah. Go read Fightful. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, thanks for doing the show uh, one more time. We'll see how many of these predictions you get right. And if you Zero. Get, yeah, I know. It. It's one of those times where it's going to happen. I'm getting everything wrong. I know it. I'm going to go 0 for 20 on this weekend. It happens. It's okay. Jeff Hawkins back with us. It is time for NXT Takeover Orlando. I uh, talked a little bit about, about this show with Sean Ross Sapp. Now I want to get your thoughts on this Takeover special. Uh, first off, this Andrade Cien Almas, who has been <laughs> one of the most consistent performers in NXT for the last year, is going up against the debuting Tommy End with his WWE name, Alistair Black. Now, Alistair Black has already had a match on WWE TV. He had the match with Neville during the UK Championship Tournament. Uh, now he is making his proper debut here in NXT. And I was telling Sean that it's a bummer kind of seeing Almas here more as a CJ Parker type gatekeeper than a Finn Balor or someone who was coming in with a lot of hype from his previous work and, and coming in as one of the top guys. Like, Andrade CN now is the opening match gatekeeper for who WWE sees as the next big signing, you know, with, with Aleister black, it could, could this be one of those situations where we're expecting the usual when we shouldn't be like, could this be more competitive? Could Andrade actually have a chance to win or is Aleister black coming in, doing a couple of cool moves and getting the victory and on his way to being a top guy in NXT?
3: I think it's possible that you could have a very competitive match here. Um, in terms of, um, seeing almost getting a lot of offense in and then losing. But I don't think they give a vi- video vignette to Alistair Black and have him lose first match out. That would be kind of It would be quite ridiculous. a sort it
1: would be, it would be, uh, it would be different. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's super hyped either, but that's a bummer because Andrade Cien Almas has really come into his own now too, using his more heelish character. Uh, he's, he's been getting a push. It's not like this guy is losing matches on WWE TV and then just l- lucked into a match against Alistair Black. He's been winning and he's been winning hard fought matches and getting something out of the crowd, uh, only to be killed here by Alistair black. And then who knows who he may go on to the next gatekeeper role, whoever else comes into, to NXT.
3: Yeah. I I think it's somewhat ridiculous to have him lose the match, but at the same time, I mean, the only way I could see him, I mean, it'd be good as if they, if, if like seeing almost had a, had an ally that they were going to debut and they beat up Alistair black together. But when it's the first m- match of a rebranded guy, kind of like this, cause remember he was Tommy end on the UK tournament. He yeah. wasn't Alistair black. You want to get him over. You want to debut his new move and, and you want him to get a fairly good win, but they tend to do a little bit more 50 50 than they should on these types of things. So, you know, I think it'll still be a good match, but I think CN almost deserves better.
1: I believe he deserves better too. Uh, A match that is not official on TV yet, uh, but we had the debut of Ruby Riot last week, uh, joining up with Roderick Strong, No Way Jose, and Ty Dillinger going up against Sanity. Uh, The whole story with the Sanity uh, and Ty Dillinger stuff has been them trying to recruit Ty Dillinger into the group. Uh, That has failed, but it has gotten Roderick Strong and No Way Jose beat up quite a few times. Now, we have Ruby Riot evening the score, so it's four on four. Uh, Do we get this eight-man tag team match? And if we do, is it the Ty Dillinger getting his win over Sanity? Or are we going to see a Roderick Strong or No Way Jose kind of you know tire of the beatdowns and join up with Sanity, turning heel and creating a larger group in Sanity? Uh, What do you expect to see out of this one with Ty Dillinger going up against Sanity with his buddies?
3: It's amazing that Heidi Lovelace last year at WrestleMania... Was in a parking lot of a of a country music saloon, and I was saying hi to her and saying nice job. And now she's in WWE because I never expected her to be here. She got to the be honest.
1: Uh, she got the Jeff Hawkins bump. You basically set her up for WWE. Oh, no,
3: no, with no. Your, she wasn't that
1: dramatic. Yeah.
3: Well, no, but uh, I think we have a Roderick Strong bad news Brown situation here where he just leaves. I think he just he just he just walks off
1: that would be, and, that would be and, good for strong. Wouldn't it? Cause right now Roderick strong is just a guy. Yes. And, and this whole, uh, you know, varsity prep athlete, good guy character is, he's a natural. Him.
3: dick. He's a I mean, natural he's a, dick.
1: His best, let him be yeah. a dick. Let him, let him be a dick. Let him be a dick. He doesn't necessarily have to join sanity either. I no, you, you could be right where he just goes away. Yeah. And, and then, and then they're outnumbered
3: and, you know, no way Jose and, and Ty and, and, and uh ruby fight valiantly but eventually the numbers game gets them
1: the numbers game oh that that awful numbers game
3: more than 10
1: oh man asuka and number moon asuka and number moon are going up for the women's championship we've talked earlier in our wrestlemania preview that we think asuka may show up in the smackdown women's tag uh women's title match possibly uh but actually going up to the main roster full time maybe not so fast everybody uh now now Sean brought up an interesting point earlier that he believes this Asuka-Ember Moon match should have happened already. they, They stretched it out more than they should have. I am on the other end where I think this match is happening. I've told you this on last week's episode, where this match is happening too quickly. I thought Nikki Cross was the perfect one to go up in this role on the WrestleMania show because Nikki Cross had momentum kind of out of nowhere, and they just tossed her aside. Ember Moon is it. Ember Moon is the future of this division, whether Asuka's there or not coming up later on this year, but I don't think it's her time now. I thought you still could have had a little bit of time to go on Ember Moon. Where do you stand on this match? And is it Ember Moon's time to win this NXT women's title?
3: I am very much with you on this. I thought the natural match was Nikki Cross. I don't think they've built up Ember Moon as someone strong enough to beat Asuka. Sure, she has the great move. And yeah, she's now hit it on Billy Kay twice, but in terms of being a personality and someone to whom you're going to put this belt on, I don't think it's, I don't think she should lose, but I don't think it's time either. So I am going to hesitantly say that they make a leap of faith and put it on Ember Moon here and to win it. But I could very much see her losing. And then they do the Bailey storyline, but she actually overcomes Asuka eventually.
1: I think Emma Moon gets the win here, too. Um, and whether you do rematches with Asuka or bring Nikki Cross back involved or someone else shows up, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think Emma Moon gets the win here, and it'll be a really good match. One of the better ones of the weekend, uh, which is a weekend that will have a lot of good matches. Uh, I-, I thought Nikki Cross was getting the momentum, and I could have easily mm-hmm. seen them do. Uh, where Ember Moon is kind of in this alternate universe. She just keeps beating everyone else in the division. So the only one left is Asuka. Instead of having Mm -hmm. her win a triple threat where she gets the title match, you would have just had to give it to her because there's no one else. And these two forces collide. It's what what happened with Goldberg. You know, when Goldberg had his streak and he was beating everyone, you know, he wasn't calling out Hulk Hogan. He just got the match with Hulk Hogan because there was no one else for Goldberg to beat. He had beaten everyone, so he had to go up for the world title. I, I I thought you could have done something like this with Ember Moon, and it would have been a little bit more of a, a cool story going into it, because I don't know if the crowd is fully behind Ember Moon yet. I like the character. I like her matches. I don't know if she's... I, I think she's going to get a 50-50 reaction with Oscar during this, and I thought you could have had something a little bit better for Ember Moon as far as momentum going into the title match.
3: And, and I think, you know, I mean, they built up the story before the four-way of... Nikki Cross wanting a piece of Asuka. And that was the story going in that she saved Asuka from the beatdown from the Australians, but she still attacked her later. And then they eventually had the two Australians take Nikki Cross out. So they didn't have the showdown we were waiting for. The natural story was Nikki Cross here. And I agree. Yeah, you have Ember Moon just beat everybody. Maybe you bring in a couple of women as well, you know, that are of of a relatively high profile to have her beat maybe even someone from the SmackDown roster, bringing Carmella to job door or something to that effect. Yeah. And then you have Ember Moon call out Asuka and you build that as a big fight saying, I've cleared out the division. You're the champ. Let's fight.
1: Yeah. Ember Moon is the, uh, is the winner for me. Are you, are you going like who, uh, who are I'm you going, um, I,
3: I'm, I'm thinking they, they do put it on Ember Moon. Okay. I think
1: Oscar's had the belt long enough. She's had it long enough. Uh, you know, very interesting that it would be the first chance she gets against Ember moon and Ember moon takes it. That that's cool for Ember moon. At some point, someone's yes. gotta be a, a bad guy here. Um, I mean, you get back to the more traditional sense. I, I know that's not always has it, or as it has been in this NXT women's division. Um, you had Sasha banks as the bad guy for a little bit. You had Charlotte as the bad guy there. Uh, but it's usually been about like respect and, and everyone being of the highest level of competition. Um, it might be nice for a change of pace with that. Instead of just being the ultra competitive division, there is a clearly defined bad guy as the champion.
3: Well, um, yeah. I mean, in terms of champion, yeah, it would be nice to have a bad guy, but champion, you, you know, oh,
1: you've oh, had Billy yeah, you've, Kay and we've had Peyton you've had Royce. The,
3: Yeah. You've had the mean girls all the time when you had the BFF as well, when Sasha and Summer Rae yeah, and I'm, Charlotte, and I'm talking like about that.
1: his champion, you know, Asuka was that yeah. for a little bit against Bailey. Asuka was that, you know, when she had yes. to be, uh, I don't really see if Ember Moon is going to be that, nor should she be. But Oh, point,
3: I'd love I'd love Asuka to turn heel here after losing. But I I, would, I mean
1: yeah. full heel. I would love Nikki Cross, because Nikki Cross, uh, you know her story right now. She does not care about winning or losing when she's in these matches, but she does care about the title. She does care about that NXT women's championship. Um yes. I, I could have seen NXT going all summer with Nikki Cross as the champion you know, fighting off Ember Moon and fighting off Asuka, like two of them, like can Nikki Cross withstand both of these girls coming after her for the NXT championship? It, it, it could have been done. We'll see what they do with this. Uh, maybe Ember Moon loses and Ember Moon has to fight back against Asuka. Uh, I don't know, but it was interesting timing. Cause I do not believe that the timing is quite right for Ember Moon right now. Will, would it have been? Yeah. It, eventually there would have been a right time for her. I just don't know if it's now. And that's kind of, you're at the mercy of when takeovers are. You can't plan takeover around when the right time is going to be. Uh, You just hope to kind of build it to the right time. In this case, it just didn't happen. Um, Authors of Pain defending the tag team titles against DIY and the Revival. Uh, I think this is the coming out party for Authors of Pain. I think they're going to win a lot of fan support as far as at least credibility wise. uh, Because DIY and the Revival are going to bump like crazy for them. And with it being a triple threat, they don't have to be involved in the entire match. They can come in, do the cool stuff, do the big power spots and pick their spots on when it's going to be right for them. I, I think DIY and revival put on a show. I think authors of pain hold their part and it's a coming out party and they retain the tech uh, team titles.
3: I agree. I think you have the initial thing where the authors of pain destroyed the two teams. And then the two teams decide to team up to take out the authors of pain. Then they have a great match. And then the authors of pain eventually wake up, come back and get, and get the win.
1: Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura singles match for the NXT championship. Two schools of thought on this one for me. It's either the fact that Shinsuke is going to be called up and this is just him getting his rematch out of the way. Bobby Roode retains and, and they find someone else, whether it's Alistair Black, whether it's Cassius Ono, whether it's anyone, someone else fills into the uh, title, the title challenger role and Shinsuke is gone. Or they thought that Shinsuke winning the title here in front of this big crowd in Orlando was better than him just defending the title. And that's why they had Shinsuke lose last month or in January at San Antonio. Uh, do you feel like Shinsuke is going to stick around? Is Shinsuke a legit threat to win this championship? And could he win even if he is getting called up? Could he, could he win this match, get called up, and then have to lose it on another takeover or sometime on the NXT uh, tour of the UK in June, which he is now advertised for?
3: I think he's a legit threat to win it because I don't think he's getting brought up.
1: Okay. Does he appear on the raw after WrestleMania? Will he appear on WWE TV during WrestleMania week? No. Wow. So I, that would be something. Cause I, I think you use him on that raw or SmackDown or something. Even if he is NXT, like even if he's an NXT guy, NXT champion or not, I would like to see him on do. If you do, if you you do, if, if you do, he's on SmackDown. But when you want to test it out with an audience, I mean, test them out. I know it's the raw after WrestleMania audience is basically the WrestleMania audience. Everyone will go nuts for Shinsuke, but you got to test him out. You got to put him on TV once. Well, okay. If you do,
3: he's on the SmackDown though. He's okay. not going to be on raw because the raw story is going to be the coming back of Finn Balor.
1: All right. All right. But uh, you don't think that's likely either way. So, so who do you have Shinsuke Nakamura or Bobby Roode winning the NXT championship?
3: Wow. Wow. <laughs> i don't know um i'm gonna say shinsuke just to go out on a limb but either way it's a coin toss for me i don't think they want to put the belt back on him because i don't God, i don't want to see another two months of bobby Roode and shinsuke no offense to either of them but to me these two don't mesh all that well
1: I have Bobby Roode winning. I think Shinsuke is going up. I know there's a lot of hesitance right now on uh, on Shinsuke getting called up because he was re-advertised for the UK tour happening in just a couple of months. And that seems unlikely that he would be in NXT uh, and the main roster, but he could just be on that tour. I mean, it's, it's a week-long tour. He could miss a Raw if he had to. He could miss a SmackDown if he had to to be the big headliner of an overseas third brand tour. I don't necessarily think that that gives away what's going to happen with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, But I do believe he is going to lose this one. Bobby Roode wins. He moves on to someone else. It could be Alistair Black. It could be, I don't even know who else it could be. Cassius Ono got his shot against Bobby Roode and lost on TV. Tommy Hideo Itami uh, could come back. Do you do Hideo Itami and Shinsuke Nakamura once before he gets called up? Possibly. That would, be a, that would be a fun one. <laughs> do it on a house show. Do it on the UK tour. Do it as a special event. Hideo Itami and Shinsuke Nakamura. I think that's a match that people would want to see. Uh, oh, couple- you do it at
3: Largo against, uh, against Sabatelli right. and Who yeah. that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on Mr. Elias Sampson, the Drifter, getting called up to the main roster. He's,
3: he's a guy that can be beat.
1: He's, he's a guy that can be beat. Could he be beat by Apollo Crews on a SmackDown? A random People na- Yes.
3: People naturally hate him because his gimmick is hateable and, and they're going to enjoy watching it. him get beat. I just like it. Curtis Hawkins. Yeah.
1: Curtis Hawkins. Yeah. Yep. Curtis, poor Curtis Hawkins. Hey, whatever happened to that Curtis Axel fellow and that Bo Dallas guy? Do we see uh, them at WrestleMania? What are the odds that we see Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel at WrestleMania? 100%. They're in the battle. Royal. All right. In the battle. Royal. There you go. In the battle. And, royal.
3: And Axel has been training Goldberger has been working with Goldberg. So
1: yeah. Taking spears. A lot of a lot of tough work there.
3: Well, remember he's also the guy they trust to know. get the rock back in shape. So he's a
1: he's a uh, yeah he's a good, good employee. Hand. He's a good hand to have. He's a good hand. But don't you dare get over Curtis Axel. We're gonna have to kill you. We're gonna have to squash you. Don't be don't be aligning yourself with those Bo Dallas types. Uh, that is NXT Takeover. What are you most excited about going to Orlando for this weekend?
3: You know, the, the indie shows I'm going to, I mean, Valve has changed, but it's a different kind of, it's not a bad change. It's not necessarily a good change, but it it's a change. And because, you know, with 205 up in the ranks and then people going to sign with ROH, it's just different. I'm looking forward to say like Drew Galloway versus Matt Riddle. I think that's going to be a heck of a match. You know, those little things. I'm interested to see the progress versus, uh, versus evolve matches. I, I really am. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what indie, what, what the, uh, what the indie shows pull out of their hat, um, being a little bit depleted, but with different people of, of various talent, uh, filling in those holes. I think, I think it's going to be, uh, a, a fun time. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see WrestleMania. I'm interested to see what they do with Raw and Smackdown. And I'm just kind of interested to, uh, to see all my friends meet some new ones uh, that I've already arranged to meet. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of a celebration of wrestling. I'm interested to see if my, if anybody does a match that goes to kind of my quote unquote old school brawl, kick punch, even a basic tag team style like that match rather than, you know, kind of the choreography and then, and then flipping finishers at a heated pace for, uh, To to get the crowd
1: into it. I'm I'm interested to see if someone goes a little bit more old school. But uh, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy myself. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Uh, The bar's been set. I mean, if you don't come back engaged, you're a failure. Uh, If you, you come back married is basically what you have to do. You have to come back married, Jeff. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. I hope you enjoy your time in Orlando. I know I enjoyed my time to everyone that is going or traveling for WrestleMania, even if you're not traveling to Orlando, but just traveling to someone's house to watch the show. I hope you all have a great time. Hope you enjoyed, uh, Jeff Hawkins analysis on NXT, but we are not done. Ryan Satin is coming up of pro wrestling sheet and formerly of TMZ to talk about the, uh, the WWE and ring of honor sale rumors. So we got more coming up here on shake them ropes. We'll be right back. Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet joins us now to talk about uh, one major story that he broke on his website, Pro Wrestling Sheet, that has to do with WWE and Ring of Honor as well. And then uh, a couple of other stories, Ryan, that you've posted here recently that, you know, one I just actually checked out and I wanted to get your thoughts on too. But uh, first things first, Ring of Honor, WWE, talking potential buyout. You broke the story Uh, so far you're. Pretty much the only side I've seen that hasn't had to backtrack on some of the details of this. So what what do we know about Ring of Honor and WWE? Uh, what's going on?
0: Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, no, uh, they've been, they, from what I've been told, they've been in talks since January. And I know that there have been other reports that have come out since that say that it was maybe uh, a little bit more in the summertime. But from what i had been told, they've been in talks uh, since January and that things had slowly been progressing and I know that people have been wondering but if it was just like a library thing or uh, what the exact deal was. But from what I was told, the plan was for a full takeover if the deal was made official. Now, uh, what that would entail necessarily is still unclear because it's, it's it's a work in progress. But from what I do know... Uh, on WWE side of things that they were looking to bring ROH's re- weekly TV show to the WWE Network and start airing it on the network. I'm not sure if they were trying to run additional shows outside of that, but from everything I was told, uh, they were still trying to keep Ring of Honor alive. It wasn't to just like buy it and shut it down.
1: That be that would be the interesting part because you can you can get Ring of Honor and get the video library and there's a ton of WWE stars right now that have footage from Ring of Honor and it would be certainly nice if they're going to do like career retrospectives of a Kevin Owens or uh, even if they want sure. to later on a CM Punk if you will um, absolutely yeah so there's value there of course uh, it's very interesting that there would be talks of them keeping the show alive because the whole point of that weekly TV show right now is for some Sinclair broadcasting. Uh, is WWE kind of seeing the value in ring of honor there too? Like is the additional content on the network? Is that important that they would keep ring of ring of honor alive for it?
0: I, 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 I'm sure you recall last, I think, yeah, sometime last year, I forget when exactly, but when they put out that survey of, uh, what, you know, what you would find interesting, what you would want to have on the WWE network. And to me, ever since then, it has seemed like they have been working towards, adding an additional tier to the WWE Network of indie content. And I'm not sure if you have to pay more money, but in order to add, in my opinion at least, in order to add that additional tier of indie content, you need to have uh, a marquee company that you're doing it with. And yeah. clearly things fell through with Evolved Back, you know, back when and they went with Flow Slam and now they've got all their content on flow. You know, they're doing all their stuff with Flow Slam. Um, And it seemed like next was TNA. And they tried and talks fell through, as we found out in the Billy Corgan documents when he was suing TNA. And it seems only natural to me that the next the next people they would go to would be Ring of Honor for the reasons that you just said and for the reasons that would help them build an additional indie tier. Because it seems like they've already got companies like Progress and uh, and ICW who are already on board. Like, we've heard that, you know, we've heard these rumors that they've already signed some sort of backdoor deals that they're going to be on the WWE network eventually. Yeah. And to me, it seems like it, that WWE is just waiting To be able to add that indie tier, but not just have it be UK wrestling to have it be the indie tier and they need to have that marquee company and ROH is kind of the last one they haven't talked to yet. Well, now they have, but hadn't up until that point.
1: That's interesting with progress because you have WWE doing this UK tournament and they haven't done much with it since then. Um, but you have, uh, a lot of smoke to that fire progress wrestling, uh, stopped using some of the more mainstream entrance music and switched to more generic stuff. Uh, you have, uh, Pete Dunn winning their championship. Uh, you have Will Ospreay no longer appearing with the company. It seems like, so yeah, a lot of smoke to that fire. Uh, you had ring of honor too, and that's a pretty big acquisition for WWE network, but you, you reported that they're talking, you reported that, uh, progressing slowly, if at all. Uh, this is by, because, no yeah, like
0: I, I, well, I made to make sure the slowly thing, because right. like I said, it isn't a done deal yet. I mean, this is something that they've had talks, right. but there's no offer on the table. It's just simply talks between two companies that have happened at this and
1: point. And you know how people get excited, Ryan, you know, when they, when they see something is, is talking, it's basically a done deal. Like, I mean, I, that's, that, that's what seems to be, uh, be happening here, but it's very important that this is nowhere close to a done deal. And uh, cause you know, I, I know personally, and I, we've talked about on the show that ring of honor was very close to going with flow slam, but, and then at the last minute they wanted to kind of just go on their own and see their own options, whether yep. that was for their own streaming service, whether it was Sinclair had the idea that they might shop the show around anyway. Um, if, if. What do you what do you actually put the odds on this happening? What what are the odds according to Ryan Satin that WWE and Ring of Honor reach some type of deal?
0: <laughs> um, I hate this point, but right now I would really just say fifty fifty because you know it's it's such an up in the air thing. Like it's really hard for me to say that, you know, because. Um, it's just talks right now. You know, it's right now it's, it's preliminary not preliminary because they've been talking for months and there's, they, they have lots of information. So yeah, right now I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. So I'm just going to stick with, with 50, 50,
1: 50, 50, that something actually happens. Um, <laughs> and, and you never know, I think things can go up or down. It, it really depends on what Sinclair thinks that week. Right. I mean, cause this is, this is their... I honestly,
0: I think it's more in terms of what WWE thinks really? that week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, at like, let's be honest, like, if WWE were to really want Ring of Honor, like, if they were like, let's do this, right, if Vince woke up one morning and was like, damn it, I want the Young Bucks, you know, like, and he wakes up and, and he wants to pull the trigger, you know, Sinclair will sell it to them for the right price, you know, I mean, Sinclair is a, is a is a business, you know, I mean, they're not necessarily someone who got into the wrestling business because they care about wrestling, they, 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 they saw the, the, the financial opportunity there, you know, so... In my opinion, uh, if if WWE wants to make it happen, WWE will make it happen.
1: What do you make of uh, when your report came out? Um, there were a lot of a lot of fans out there talking like, "Oh no, WWE is killing the indies further." Like they're buying up Ring of Honor, uh, hurting the indie uh, scene. When Ring of Honor is owned right now by a larger conglomerate than WWE, Sinclair Broadcasting <laughs> is a bigger business than WWE is. is. Is that kind of funny to you when you when you think about fans talking about the killing of the indies when WWE is a smaller group purchasing Ring of Honor, if that ever happens?
0: <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know, but the main thing I think about when I hear of this killing the the indies off is I, I just feel like I don't look at it as as quote unquote killing the indies off because there are so many other indie companies out there and when when one thing falls uh, you know three others spring up from it you know in the fall of ECW even though it took a while you know that's what created Ring of Honor and evolve and all that kind of stuff that's how we got those companies you yeah. know so so i just i kind of feel like if if more people can see Ring of Honor uh I, you know there are just there's so many people that only watch stuff that WWE puts out, the wrestling product that WWE puts out. So, you know, if if it brings people like Dalton Castle and the Young Bucks and uh, you know, Adam Cole and and all these kinds of people to, into the WWE family to eventually be able to make more money and feed their families and and, and, and whatever, I, I don't see it as a bad thing. And like you said, you know, their library is so vast with 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 all this this huge amount of, of footage they have that they've built up over the past, you know, since it's been a long time, 15 years, you know, 15 years worth of footage. And I just feel like if they're not doing anything with that content, with digital being such a big thing these days and and, and content being king, if that content can go somewhere and be on the WWE network and slowly get added there over time and we get to see these these popular matches, and those get to live on forever because they're on the WWE network that, that people who normally would only watch WWE stuff, they get to go see Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, and they get to go see all these these cool things that they never saw. To me, that's like a win for everybody. And, and, and just because it, one company who is an independent source for all these places goes away – I, I feel like another one will pop up in its wake, and we'll we'll still continue to see. And wrestling, you know, it's not killing a company; it's making it more accessible to more people.
1: Speaking of a big name on the independent wrestling scene, what is going on with Kane?
0: <laughs> Dude, Kane is running for mayor in Tennessee, and I I love it because. He's been doing this politics stuff for. I mean, not he hasn't like been in politics for a while, but like he's clearly been someone who's been passionate about politics for a while now. Um, and according to WBIR in uh, Tennessee, he's now filed paperwork with uh, for the Knox County Election Commission to appoint who his treasurer would be, which is like one of the first steps you would have to take before actually become like beginning your plans to run for mayor
1: and the election isn't for a little over a year now, so there's plenty of time to see where that one goes. Kane's an interesting one, because the WWE career doesn't seem to be over, although it's obviously winding down a little bit. The guy wasn't at the Royal Rumble. He's not on uh, events that much anymore. Do you expect to see him at WrestleMania this year? Not after seeing
0: this, no. I mean, I initially would have said that, yeah, like that he probably would have been in the the Andre the Giant thing, but I th- I feel like... After seeing this, I don't think so. No, I feel like he's going to, like, try and be serious politics guy until then. Because, I mean, it would only make sense. And I feel like Kane has done enough to where he doesn't need to necessarily come back. And it's smart for the company to keep him in the family fold if that does end up happening. Because then when he comes back and he gets put in the Hall of Fame, it's it's a much better story, you know. So, uh no, I don't think, he'll, I, in my opinion, I wouldn't expect to see him wrestle at WrestleMania. Would you? I I mean, it, it, I kind of still
1: expect it as maybe a little minor surprise in that battle royal just to just to get him out there. But if he doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania in any form, I, I figure he's done. He's got to be done, right? If you're not going to wrestle at WrestleMania, what are you going to come back for backlash?
0: I mean, I feel like Kane's one of those guys where he's not going to retire because he can still go. So he'll like quietly go out, and, you know, if if this whole politics thing doesn't work out, I strongly, strongly feel like they missed the boat on turning uh, Rhino into, like, his politician character on SmackDown and, bec- and and touting the fact that he ran for office and and, and playing it up more in, like, a JBL-type way to give him a, a new character, or kind of refresh himself. And I know he's, Kane has done the corporate Kane thing before, but I feel like if he runs for office unsuccessfully, he could easily come back and do, maybe not so much corporate Kane, but more of, like, Mayor Kane, and I feel like that's something I'd be more, I'd be okay with seeing one last time, for one last run for Kane.
1: Yeah, it seems like Kane would be a guy that would get some type for how long he was around. I mean, just do one final Buried Alive match, like, his character's gotta go out and more than just, you know, fading away. There's gotta yeah. be something.
0: Especially like you said, especially because of his character. I mean, you would think he'd have to have some kind of, some kind of demonic ride off into the sunset.
1: <laughs> Tell the people about the sheet.
0: Well, you can find me at Ryan Satin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can find the website dot sheet.com. <clears throat> it's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at wrestling sheet. And you can find my show. It's called Wrestling Sheet Radio. It's every week live on Dash Radio Thursdays from eight to ten PM Eastern Time. And the best moments can be found on iTunes. It's called The Sheet Podcast, and it comes out on Fridays.
1: There you have it, everybody. Ryan Satin says, Kane is done with WWE, and WWE is purchasing Ring of Honor and its final.
0: (laughs) Go run to the presses with it.
1: (laughs) That's it for us this week on Shake Them Ropes, episode 202. I want to thank everyone for joining, especially if you made it this far. Thanks for listening to the whole show. Let us know what you think on Twitter, at Shake Them Ropes, or on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Go to bit.ly slash stritunes or just search Shake Them Ropes on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think. The DMs are always open on Twitter, too. If you have a question for the show, a comment, good or bad, let us know at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. This episode has been sponsored by Blue Apron. Get three meals free right now at blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake get your first 3 meals free. Try out the service right now at blueapron.com/shake. Also want to thank Mac Weldon for all your best men's basics. Go to macweldon.com. That's M A C K W E L D O N.com. Use promo code STR right now and save 20% off your first order at macweldon.com promo code STR. I will be back on Sunday night right after WrestleMania. Go to voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube.